Jeremy McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that has covered every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back for an extra bonus Monster of the Week episode of your feedback. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing all right. Um, you, you surprised me there with with the the little twist. We have covered every episode. We've covered um, every single episode of the TV show. Caught, caught me off guard. Wow. Yeah, we did it. It's it's, past a, it's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's an accomplishment that I don't think I've let really sink in yet. Um, it's it. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. But how are you, Jeremy? I'm doing well. I am. I'm excited to uh, read roughly twenty pages worth of uh, our listeners' feedback. Um, we have some we have some admin at the top to do. Are you ready for some admin? I'm ready for the admin. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, this is technically like the last episode of Monster of the Week. Uh, mm-hmm. But as I have alluded to previously, we have um, other bonus episodes coming down the pipe. So my goal, and we may or may not hit this, is like once a month or so is to have a Supernatural related chat with some guests, with some people, uh, maybe just me and Chris playing some fun Supernatural games. Uh, we want to keep the feed alive. So please stay subscribed to this, even though this is the technical, technically the quote unquote last episode. Um, second, uh, you pay attention to us uh, on the Monster of the Week Twitter and other various social medias, uh, because on, I think I'm going to plan this, Chris, so that we are announcing our new thing on March the 6th. March the 6th. Okay. March All the right. new 6th. We will, uh, uh, my, my current goal is to have a video for the new theme. Um, that's that's going to be how everybody finds out what the new thing that we're covering is. Um, that's a Sunday. On Monday, if you're over at patreon.com slash monster of the week, you'll get that episode early. You get the first episode before anybody else does. Um, and yeah. then on Thursday, March the 10th, it'll be public. Um, and as a reminder to folks, it'll be a totally different podcast. We're not going to sully monster of the week up with a with just a random tv show that we're covering uh mm-hmm. instead we're going to have a totally different thing that you can go subscribe to right alongside us so it'll be fun uh please do that we would really really appreciate it and uh, come hang out with us please do all that yeah. third uh a lot of you um roughly 20 of you uh, called into the voicemail number that i sped up i set up and left voicemails not quite 20 because um I think three of you uh, entered multiple times, which seems cheating. <laughs> seems like cheating. <laughs> um, I have I spent about four hours uh, this past Sunday uh, listening to all of those uh, because I, you know, if you're going to take the co- time to to call in, I'm going to take the time to listen. And I just want to say thank you, like off the bat, for doing that. Um, and then second, realizing that we couldn't play <laughs> forty hours worth of content, 40, yeah, an hour and a half worth of voicemails on a podcast. So what I did was compile a bunch of stuff from all of them into one extremely cool, in my opinion, uh, kind of medley of all of that stuff, uh, which we're going to play right now. If that's okay with you, Chris, do you want to listen to it right now? Let's, let's hit it. Hi Chris, hi Jeremy, this is Chrissy. Thank you for the time you dedicated to the show and the people you managed to gather. Hey Chris and Jeremy, my name is Gabe and Monster of the Week has really become a bit of a a comfort podcast for me. Hi Chris and Jeremy. Oh man, I all the feels. Thanks for giving me a lot of fun listening to your podcast. 
hey, uh, what's up? What's up, party people? You know, I'll never experience the emotional high of that those last two weeks of Supernatural. Wow. Season 15. We made it, guys. That We made it, hunks. That's amazing. Um, hi, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, fellow hunks. This is Percy. This was Ilsa, by the way. Just realizing now, I did not introduce myself. I apologize for that. Just have a lot to say. Hi, Chris and Jeremy. This is Simone. Uh, I guess first, just thank you for all this. the years and years and years and awesome laughs and everything. I just wanted to say thank you to Chris and Jeremy. You guys, I, I really have had such a good time listening to you. You can cut all this out if you want. I just wanted to tell you. Hey, Chris and Jeremy. It's uh, Nico, a.k.a. Walt Shipman, a.k.a. Monster um, of the Week without context on Twitter. I guess I just want to say thanks for bringing a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and something more for us to share in as friends. Hey, Chris and Jeremy. It's Simone again. Chris and Jeremy, this is uh, your boy, Jake Lionheart. This is Simone again. <laughs> lastly, lastly, lastly. Hey, Chris and Jeremy. Uh, this is Dean D. Monica. I wasn't ready for your guys' podcast to end. I mean, I think I was more ready for Supernatural to end than your guys' podcast. Thanks for all the laughs and the Supernatural conversations and how many times I had to yell at my radio and feel like ghosts when you all were purposely, maybe not purposely, mispronouncing names or forgetting something. But, yeah, that's all I got. Bye. Hey, Chris and Jeremy. Uh, my name's also Chris, or Age Lincoln. And, man, listening to you guys, Treasure Season 15 has been something shy of a cathartic for me. Uh, hey, Chris and Jeremy. It's Wonder uh, Wonderstar here. Um, thanks again for the insights um, and the laughs that you guys provided along the way. In reality, according to the finale, the show was about these brothers, some pie, and a car, and I had been wrong the whole time. I thought that the show had been building towards a subversion of the narrative. Uh, but instead, they they gave Dean a seven-minute death scene. And in that, he contradicted every measure of growth he had ever achieved. I think season 15 is a tragedy for Dean. Even before he dies, um, I think Dean becomes his dad. Um, and I think it's heartbreaking because of, of the the loss of him himself and his his ideals in like getting subsumed by his anger um, and guilt and self-loathing and I don't think there's anything sadder you know I remember reading about Stacey Abrams talking about supernatural um, as her realization point and you know did supernatural flip Georgia blue, and I it, it was it was a lot. I, I I literally felt like I was high that week. Dean went out swinging. Uh, he, he went down swinging, and uh, he's alluded to that in multiple seasons that that's how he wanted to want to go out. You know, like Butch and Sundance. You know, he wanted to go down swinging. I still tell everybody Supernatural is a great series and they should watch it. Um, I just tell them not to acknowledge the last two episodes. Um, season, I think, episode 18 <laughs> was the finale. Jeremy and Chris, I want to say, I love your hair, man.
You keep doing you. You're a swagger dude. Honestly, I'm in it for you guys now. Whatever comes next, whatever the new secret project is, I'm on the hook. So please don't make me watch something terrible. Wow. Wasn't that amazing? (laughs) That was so amazing to listen to in the moment right now. The magic of podcasting that means that we mm-hmm. definitely sat there for five minutes in silence and listened <laughs> to this. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, we just, we're just going to edit it in. Um, I hope you enjoyed all of that. Uh, shout outs to Chris uh, with a K uh, for sending in some, uh, some nice voicemails that I could barely understand. Uh, not understand, apologies, that I could barely hear. The volume was so low when I tried to raise it, it distorted very badly. So uh, I think oh, they were the only person that didn't actually make it into the medley. Uh, so apologies for that, Chris. Uh, we love you. Thank you for hanging out on our Discord. Everything's great. Um, yeah. And then finally, Chris, before finally. we get into the feedback, I have a bit of a surprise for you. Um, What's the surprise? Technically, it's a surprise for us. Uh, so a surprise for us. Friend of the show, Katie, a.k.a. Nerdy Nerdenstein, a.k.a. the host of Making It Up As We Go Along, a Destiel Podfic podcast. Uh, she's been on the show before. Um, she has read a bunch of our quote-unquote fanfic. Uh, she wrote in, or she sent in a voicemail, uh, and then when I started playing it, I realized that she had like edited this, uh, and oh. so I stopped it and I, I sent her a DM. I'm like, "What?" She's like, "You just," she goes, "Can you just listen to it live on the show?" Uh, I said, "For the first time," and she said, "Yes," and I said, "Do you say any? Do you say any slurs?" <laughs> and she would not tell me. So if there's any if there's any racial slurs in here, we'll we'll have to blame Katie. But um, Chris, if you're ready, there's a three minute track that we're about to listen to that neither one of us have ever heard. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's hit it. And let me know if you need volume up or down, and I can I can control that. Okay. Hey, Chris and Jeremy, it's Katie. I wanted to send you some feedback. You know, I always wondered, ever since I took on that joy. That pleasure of listening to your Supernatural podcast. I always wondered what it could be. What those final episodes would sound like. And I was scared of the answer. Because the one thing I wanted was something I didn't know if I could have. But I think I know. I think I know now. Wait. Happiness Wait, in Katie. the end of Supernatural or Monster of the Week. It's in the journey. It's in just watching it. I know, I know how you see your podcast. You see it how critics see it. Your dude bros <laughs> and your hunks and joke around. Your buck lemmings perfect Katie, audience. You can't do this to us. We're supposed to you make you feel sad, not the other way around. Double entendre. That's what drives you. That's what your podcast is. It's not. And everyone who listens to you hears it. Everything you have ever done, the Nut Blood and the Baba Yaga Jr., you have done for love of the show. You created Edgar the Pain King Lizard for love. You fought (laughs) for Castiel and the entire found family for love. That's what your podcast is. You all are the funniest and most heartfelt supernatural podcast on earth. You are the best Discord hosts I will ever know. You know, ever since we met, ever since I started listening to your show in 2018, listening to you all has changed me. Because you cared about these characters, I cared. 
I cared about Mary. I cared about Rowena. I cared about Pete and Irv. I cared about the whole Discord community because of you all. You changed me, Chris and Jeremy. <laughs> this is really sad. I can't help but laugh. <laughs> yeah. Why does it sound like a goodbye? Because it is. For now. Oh, come on. Also, never forget that Sam stole Eileen's car. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, guys, I love you. I think you've heard plenty of my reactions and my feelings about all of this. You all mean more to me than you know. This podcast has meant the world to me, honestly. Thank you, Katie. That was extremely, extremely nice. I I can't, that's... that that means the world to us. What a great what a great surprise that this was for I was waiting for us to get pranked. That didn't really feel like a prank though. I just feel like I'm I'm emotional now. I gotta now we gotta read twenty pages of feedback and be normal about it. <laughs> I am glad that uh we listened to that cold together because I think that Me too. If that had been if I had if we had previously listened to it, it would be it would be it would have been as great. Oh my god, that was mm. incredible. That was beautiful. Um and it was also felt like a twist because as I thought we get to the fourth admin thing or, or whatever number it was, mm-hmm. uh I'm like, Oh, we're gonna talk about this other new thing. Uh and then you're like, Nope, surprise, <laughs> have some feelings. Have now. some more feelings. Yeah, we're gonna wait till the feedback episode and just dump more feelings on everybody. Oh. Um I think that's it for admin. Uh do you wanna talk about the thing that we recorded uh yesterday? Yeah. So we uh, save that. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh just just one shout out. Um we we've always not always, but we we've tried to put up a bunch of exclusive content for patrons. Um and we have a new kind of mini podcast series uh that will be by the time you heard by the time you hear this, it should be out already. Um <clears throat> it's um if you're a patron you can go access uh shit, Chris, what is the name of it? <laughs> I've already Seek the Sword That Was Broken. Seek the Sword That Was Broken. It's a mini podcast series on uh Lord of the Rings. We're gonna cover all of the um extended edition trilogy. Uh we Yes. <clears throat> the first episode is the first half of Fellowship of the Ring. There's yeah, a Yes, so we're gonna do six episodes to cover the um <laughs> the six discs <laughs> of <yeah>. the Blu-ray. <laughs> um we're gonna cover it's it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> it's gonna be like six to maybe even more episodes. I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of it. Well, we don't, who knows? Who knows? Um there's uh there's gonna be a free kind of preview available on uh the Monster of the Weeks Presents website, which is kind of where we shove extra content um and samples mm-hmm. for everybody. I'll have a link to that in the show notes and on Twitter. Uh so if you're if you're listening to this, just check the show notes for a link to that. And if you like it, sign up for our Patreon and you can get the full thing as it is released. All right, Chris. Okay. Oh, dude. Uh page one. Um, do I have any other notes that I need to read? I don't, I, we can, we can swip swap these as much as we want to. I don't care. The very first thing is for you though, uh, because they, they specifically asked. (laughs) Okay. All right. This one comes from Tess. When the bunker hunk smelled some bunker gunk and the bunker gunk kind of really stunk. So they tried to clean with a soapy chunk, but the chunk, it shrunk way too small to dunk. So they called a monk with a spell-filled trunk, but the monk was drunk, and the trunk was junk. So they threw him out with a noisy thunk, and all the hunks fell into a funk. Then the tallest hunk thought they could spelunk through the storage room and the piles of junk. They found nothing, thought that they were sunk, 
till the sm- smallest hunk checked beneath his bunk. <laughs> that spunky hunk jumped right up, shouting, what we have is a funky skunk. I love it. Now, what most people don't know, this is the Bunker Boys uh, version of the night before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Patrons may remember, uh, I think not this past Christmas, but the one before I wrote, I, I read, I did a live reading of the Cajun night before Christmas. Um, and this Excellent. is, this is just the Bunker Boys. This <laughs> the is the Bunker Boys Christmas. version. So, so thank you for that test. That's, that goes into the monster of the week canon now. Um, one thing I do want to mention as we get into actually reading some 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 legit responses is uh, we had an overwhelming amount of feedback, um, like a huge amount. And and thank you so much. All of that stuff got read. Chris and I talked about a lot of it. Uh, like mm-hmm. we 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 have we have consumed all of it uh, to cut down on like repetition of ideas and just to also cut down on what is probably going to be a pretty long podcast. Uh, I have heavily edited your submissions into sometimes single paragraph or even single sentences. Uh, but please don't think that's because we just discarded everything outright. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's just because we are only humans and we can't do this for four hours. Uh, and I tried to pull... We already, we already broke this up into two episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've already made this way longer than it w- would have been normally. Um, so... Uh, yeah, just wanted to say that all of that stuff got read, and we are so thankful that you guys spent the time to, to write it in. Um, and shout outs to people who wrote h- humongous amounts of text um, and then said, please don't add this to the feedback episode. Um, that was cool. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Our next uh, comment is from Mitch. Hi, Jeremy and Chris. My name is Mitch, and I am from Sydney, Australia. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and, of course, all our hucks and all things Supernatural. My wife and I binge seasons 1 through 15 last year, and I've been watching it for about 10 years now, thereabouts. I've laughed and cried over the years, bought merch like Dad's Diary and metal diecast models (laughs) of the car. I'm not going to say the name of the car. We even nicknamed our second son Castiel when we were pregnant and got him a, quote, Castiel is watching over me baby suit. That's very adorable. Uh, His name is George, but when he's being naughty, I like a good old damn it, Cass, in the privacy of my own head. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Mitch, for writing in. And if we ever meet your second child, I will also call him Cass. So no problems. Damn it, cats. Like, who is this strange American man? (laughs) (laughs) Why are they yelling at me? Um, Okay, this next one comes from Alwyn. Uh, Hey, y'all. I'm a newish binge listener, and I am having a fucking ball. I'm pretty behind. Just started season 10 where you sweet, sweet babies don't know what the world is going to be, and somehow it fills me with hope. In real life, I'm a fight choreographer for theater, not film, but the mechanics are the same, and I almost always agree with Jeremy when you bring fights up. Some of them are really fucking bad, and some of them make me actually yell at the TV. They are so fucking good. And Chris, I too am a sword girl. Thank you. I'm as as a sword go- girl. It's a I, I appreciate being seen. Um, it's common in the industry. The first time I held a broadsword for my training, it felt like coming home. Amen. Uh, what I really came here to say is thank you. I appreciate so much both of you. Uh, appreciate so much both of your willingness to be wrong and to recognize how shitty you can, Wait, can be. Hold could up. Be, and the de- hold up. Hold the fuck up. Hold I up. have never, um, never been wrong. <laughs> your willingness to be wrong and to recognize how shitty you can be, could be, and the depth of your transparency about your mental health is also fucking good and important. As someone who struggles with depression and tries to be open about it myself, it always makes me feel less alone to hear others talk about it too. I am also hella ADHD. Uh, and my fear of rejection and looking like a fucking idiot is why it's taken me so long to write. But I always want to want to when y'all talk about the fights because it's because that shit's my motherfucking jam. Anyway, 
Thank you both. Y'all the real ones. No, you were a real one. Thank you for writing in. Yes, very much appreciate that. Um, and Alwyn has, uh, since uh, she wrote that in, um, become a pretty active member on our Discord. So <laughs> we love to fun. see it. She's, she's been binging a lot of that stuff. Um, next up is Megan, a.k.a. Dean Snuggles, who um, is responsible for a little bit of our popularity on Twitter uh, because they... I think so, yeah. Yeah, they, they posted kind of an out-of-context video uh, about us talking about Dusty L, and then all of a sudden, one day, <laughs> like, it went crazy. <laughs> um, they wrote in a bunch of stuff about Dean Winchester that I think is, is super good, um, and I would like to read it. So... Read it. Um, I was... Uh, I meant to delete that first paragraph because uh, I wow. don't want to say smooth any, don't want to say anything nice about myself if I can help it oh I, I could have said it <sighs> um people often point out that Dean gets angrier in later seasons this is exactly what happens after a lifetime of trying to keep it together for everybody else's sake when you grow up terrified of other people's anger and hiding all the rough edges and non-conforming pieces of yourself to keep other people comfortable and not draw attention at a certain point it just breaks you you start with tears and you grow into rage uh, Barons, uh, I think it's Bobo Barons is the name, wrote most of the episodes dealing with Dean's anger. His anger at Barry in season 12, then Jack, Castiel, and Chuck. The root is always fear and loss, loss of family, loss of self, loss of control. The closer Dean gets to things he never thought he would have, a family, stability, some sort of life with people he loves, the more terrified and panicked he is about losing it. And the only thing he thinks he's good at, the only way he knows how to push past that fear and protect those things is by turning the fear into anger. It's the only thing I know how to do, he says. And as Barron's has Dean say to Mary in season 12, I need you to see me. Someone finally does. Someone sees him, the real him, hiding underneath the fear and the trauma and the panic and the pain. Castiel sees them and says, no, you are love. The core of you is love, a love so strong it can save the world. The point of the that's not who I am scene is that Dean is choosing to turn away from the anger he's hidden behind and see and accept himself as a loving, caring, selfless man he is at his core. That would have had half the impact or import if he hadn't been struggling with this anger for years. The reason Dean resonates so strongly with so many people is because he fucks up a lot, but he keeps trying. He wants to keep up so many times, but he keeps trying. And finally, somebody sees him and together their love saves the world. Thank you, Dean Snuggles. That was a Thank very you. nicely written. We, we very much. You said a lot that. of things that you know. I know I struggled to to understand with the the character arc of Dean, and I feel like well through through the interactions with a lot of people, I was able to get a better understanding of how I felt about the character and um come come to a to a happy conclusion with that. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, this next one comes from Jamie, and they say, "Hey, hunks, just wanted to get my feedback in before the show wrapped up with the final season." I'm still getting caught up. I'm in season 12, but knowing how the show finishes, I'm really interested to see what y'all are going to say about the end of the show. I just wanted to say that this show has meant a lot to me over the last year or so. As with everyone, this year has been particularly rough and chaotic for me, and having this show has been incredibly comforting. Thank you all for your hard work, funny jokes, and great banter. Nut blood forever. <laughs> the nut blood forever is really what sold this. So thank you, it's really become, it's, it's grown beyond us in a way yeah. that we shouldn't have allowed. It's, we should not have let it out there in the public and let it become its own thing. Um, next up is Noel, uh, who says, Hi, Hunks. How do I even start listening to Donald Duck singing Kingdom Hearts Simple and Clean? And you were talking about how nervous you are because Supernatural kind of sucks right now. It got me thinking about how I like to listen to Monster of the Week, even when I skip the Supernatural episode. You usually agree, but I've never 
never skipped an episode of you hunks talking about it. Fast forward to season 10 and y'all blow me away with this simple and clean opening song. I actually have created a dance that I do to it every time it comes on. Noel, I'm sorry to put you in this position. Uh, you you will need to record yourself doing the simple and clean dance. Simple and Dean you dance. Brought it, and, you brought it on yourself. And if you don't, uh, we're not going to do the podcast anymore. How about that? One of the <laughs> one of the funnier anecdotes to come out of the podcast was simple and clean being played at uh, Walmart. Yes. <laughs> now, obviously, like it just like somehow like got on Walmart radio for a little mm-hmm. while. So this this Japanese song from uh, a video game that we obviously you know joked about because we love the song. I love the song. Uh, anyway, so people would be like, wait. The Monster of the Week theme was playing at my Walmart. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And I just absolutely love that. Extremely good. Uh, this next one comes from Philip. If it's any con- consolation, I not only comfort watch the girl with the dragon tattoo uh, repeatedly as well. Um, <laughs> that water bottle that Daniel Craig catches, that had to be improvised, right? Um, but... And more obtusely, do not go more than a month without uttering either of the two following phrases. My name is my passport. Uh, verify me. And I leave you message on machine, but you do not call. Always randomly. Without context. Usually during a work meeting or likewise situation that warrants a look back. Uh, like I just shown a dog a card trick. Uh, I'm sorry I read that terribly. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo Lovers. Um, yes. It's a fucked up movie. I love them. I didn't, um, I didn't uh, purposely make that happen, so you had to read it, but I'm glad it, it fell in that order. Yeah, because, yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Um, next up is Kevin. Uh, Kevin's Twitter is Inky Sons, which is going to be important for the, the rest of this, so uh, bear with me. Um, wait, did I include the thing? I didn't include the thing. Apparently their Twitter has like uh supernatural uh drag stuff. So if you're if you're into that, go to oh, oh. twitter.com slash inky sons. I must have edited out of the main thing. Anyway, Kevin says, Hey Hunks. Started listening around November of twenty twenty one after getting into Supernatural again and have just finished the season nine finale episode. You guys have been keeping me going on my long work days, and there's plenty of times I've desperately tried to hold in my laughter from your episode or outtakes. Once I realized you guys were currently on season 15, I started to listen on 1.5 X speed to try to catch up. But alas, I don't think it's possible. Uh, wait, I lost my place. Uh, but alas, I don't think it's possible despite my determination. Love your guys' humor and takes on the show. Love what you were doing. And I look forward to listening to you too in your other podcast once I finish Monster of the Week. Uh, sorry this was so long, but Destiel forever and Big Kicks for Sam until the end of time. Uh, Hell love, yeah. Love that Big Kicks Hell for Sam. Yeah. I, did, I meant to leave in the thing. He mentioned his Twitter. And that's the reason I left his Twitter link in there. So go check that out if you're into any kind of supernatural drag stuff. Um, and also, like, I, I didn't like go verify that. So like go, just go check it out if that's something and then you know, report back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. Okay. Um, this one comes from Mackenzie. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to the show for the past two-ish years and am both excited and sad to see it come to an end and see what you guys think about it. Uh, And thank you, by the way, for what you said about Dean in the confession scene. We know the lines and reactions were cut, but even with what we have, it was extremely apparent to me how much hearing it meant to Dean and how frozen he was with grief. Dean has a history of literally losing his ability to speak during moments of strong emotion. He didn't talk for months after Mary died when he was a kid, just for one example. And I think that's what happened here. There's moments where it looks like he's trying to say something and nothing's happening uh, because the words just get stuck there in his grief. He's always thought it would be him making the last minute Hail Mary, I'm dying love confession. The possibility of Cass loving him back never even crossed his mind. He didn't even think Cass was capable of romantic love. So here he is having the one person who knows every single piece of him, every terrible thing he's ever done, uh, thought and felt 
And not only are they saying, I know how you think about yourself and you're wrong and you're a good person and you deserve to be loved. Cass also says, I love you. And the grief of Cass, of losing Cass and the regret of all the moments they could they could have had and the internal meltdown of someone recognizing his internal struggles. I think he physically just couldn't say anything that he wanted to. I mean, what do you even say to that? <laughs> what do you even say to that? I feel like we, we covered this a lot on uh, the episode we of, you know, Destiel's canon and or you know supernatural's despair um but I, I just like this this gets thrown back um since we've recorded it since we've finished supernatural going out into the wide world of the fandom like dean not responding gets used a lot to um deny that this is a relationship or to deny dean's feelings to castiel and things like that and i just Man, it's just such a weak argument to me. And uh, Mackenzie, aka Kaz Doms on Twitter, uh, laid out like a pretty clear thing for for me of just, you know, this is what de- this is what Dean always does. Like in the face mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. overwhelming emotion, a lot of times he doesn't have anything to say, or uh, or a lot of times he'll try to diffuse it with a joke or like an offside. Um, um, so yeah, I, I wanted to read that because I just thought it was it was really powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, next up is Anak. Uh, Anak, if I'm saying your name incorrectly, I apologize. I can't tell you how much Monster of the Week has changed the way I enjoy the show and how much the podcast itself has become a rock for me as I navigate the unfamiliar world of a college in a pandemic. When I lagged on the show mid-season 8 through 10, uh, I watched all the way through just to listen to episodes. I found some of my closest friends in college through Supernatural, and I've gotten a few of them to listen to the podcast. Excellent. In real life work there. I appreciate that, Anak. <laughs> I'm writing this after finally seeing Despair in sequence nearly two years after I started. When Despair aired in November of 2020, I was still closeted. This may seem a little bit silly, but two months later, I began to come out to the most important people in my life, partly wow. after getting into the show and watching Castiel confess his love again and again to Dean and the multitude of clips, gifs, and memes that floated around the internet. If he could do something as brave as that, then so could I. Two years later, I am watching Despair again as an openly queer person who is lucky to find love and acceptance and among the people I love. Happiness is truly in the being in just saying it. Uh, this. <laughs> and I, I want to. I'll just. I'm just going to be very blunt. This literally made me cry the first time I read it. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Thank. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you were able to come out safely over to all of your friends, and you're living as an openly queer person now. Congratulations and and thank you. Like, Congratulations. You 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 were here. You were seen. You were a person. You deserve all of the happiness in the world. So uh, it's uh, wild that Supernatural helped you with that, but I don't think it's, yeah. it's an unusual story. Like I just don't. I just don't think it's it's an unusual story. I think it's the years go by. We're going to hear this more and more and more and more. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this next one comes from Amy. Uh, you have probably saved my life a time or two. I've had several solo long car trips over the past few years. I hoarded Monster of the Week episodes to listen to as I drove through West Virginia in the, in the dark or New Jersey in terrible traffic. Your voices, your dumb jokes. Okay, our jokes are brilliant. Uh, and your insightful commentary <laughs> on this goddamn show got me home safely each time. So thanks for that. Well, we're very happy that you got home safe. Um, I started listening to you probably sometime in 2018, so it took me a little bit to catch up. Sometimes it would frustrate me to no end that y'all weren't current with the show because I wanted to hear what you thought about some things as they related to later happenings. Um, Have you given any thought to doing a truncated rewatch of the more significant episodes once you know how everything ends? I don't have any long car trips anytime soon, but I'd like to listen to you uh, do some sort of retrospective. Um, Thanks again and take care, Amy. I, I would, I mean, I love the idea of going back and, yeah. uh, and recovering certain episodes and 
you know, there's there's some times where I look back at old episodes and I'm like, man, I feel like I was too harsh. Like I just wasn't in the mood to talk about Supernatural, and I and I regret that that sometimes is, is reflected. Um, so there's certain things that I would definitely love to go back and 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 give another shake. Yeah, I think um, especially with the audio troubles we had with our first season and a half, yeah. maybe um, you know, redoing some of that. Uh, I, I don't really know what that what shape that would look like. I'm not against it. Uh, I, I, we're we're definitely not going to do like all 327 episodes ever, like all over again. There's just no way. Um, you got another five years. I will say that uh, on the Patreon, um, not to be an absolute shield, but there's a good six or seven commentary episodes, and to me, that has been a really good way to experience it. Even if it's not like super insightful insight. Uh, it's a way that we get a lot of jokes in. It's a fun way to watch the show with Chris. It's easy from a, you know, content production standpoint to, you know, mm. it's, you just get on a microphone and talk like there's very little editing involved in any of that stuff. So um, I would imagine that if we continue to do that, which I would like to, you'll start hearing our opinions about season 15 and how it reflects back on the early seasons and things like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, yes, we will probably be talking about supernatural more in the future. What that's actually going to look like. We, we, we don't really know. Uh, my turn, right? Your turn. Uh, next up is from Rin, uh, who says, I'm not sure if you'll address this in the episode for 1519 or 1520, and maybe I missed it in 1518, but I was wondering what you actually thought about Castiel's death and send off from the show. When people talk about 1518, mm. they focus on Destiel and the confession, but don't really cover the fact that this was how Cast died and how his character ended until a throwaway line in 1520. When I was watching this, I was way too invested in the, in the confession rather than Castiel's death because I was so sure he was coming back at least one more time in the finale. The fandom, the fandom felt the same and was hoping for some sort of appearance because we just couldn't believe his story would end that way. That there were speculations of some scenes with Misha that hadn't appeared yet and that we had two episodes left to hope for something. When, they finally, when the finale aired, I felt betrayed and stupid. I felt like I never got to properly say goodbye to my favorite character in the world and that I never got the chance to grieve him at his last moment. Thanks for being the podcast, being the best podcast ever. I'll be re-listening. We never really talked about this. Um, I, 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 you know, it's it's weird to think that that was his last, yeah, appearance on the show altogether. I I have to imagine. It, I have a weird thing where in my head he's just in the empty, <laughs> like he's not yeah. dead. Because it's it weirdly like I'm defiant of the fact that he that he died. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't. I don't. I refuse to accept it. And it's it's and it makes it. You know, we talked about this extensively in the finale episode of like it makes it even more frustrating that like we didn't get the, the saving arc because they have literally saved people from the empty before. And Cl- Castiel has literally come back from the empty before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, I just, I, I still don't actually like quote unquote grieve Castiel. <laughs> like I don't like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sad that yeah. he didn't get to show back up, but also like, he's definitely not dead in my head. So like, I just don't have those sad feelings. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, like with Dean, I definitely like, I grieved hard. I grieved hard for Dean and I grieved hard for Supernatural as a whole and said goodbye to it. Um, but yeah, Castiel, we didn't get that moment. And, um, <laughs> in a weird way, I didn't get that moment with Sam either. Cause I was like, who's this guy? Who's this man with three divorces under his belt? <laughs> Dumb wig. Who is this guy? Um, <laughs> it's just the, the, the ending, the ending of everything was just sort of so, I don't know botched in, in such a weird way that it's like yeah you don't even really think about the fact that oh castiel died i guess that was his death scene um i mean as far as as supernatural death scenes go you gotta love a good sacrifice right but yeah. like it is it is overshadowed by the confession and um it is a it is a real real shame that we don't get to see him again because 
um, there's no reason. There's no reason why they wouldn't go and save him or uh, he shouldn't have appeared in heaven or, or any of these other things um, other than the fact that either they just didn't want him there or COVID. And it's one of those two things. But yeah, it's it's something that never really sunk in. You're up next. Um, is this one from Kristen? Okay. Um, uh, oh boy, so much to say. First things first, the acting in this episode was incredible. That and the return of Miracle were the only positive qualities of this Ooh. finale. I will never understand Ooh. the complete failure to lo- utilize basic writing com- <laughs> concepts that would have made this ending iconic. Imagine the perfect literary symmetry symmetry of Dean rescuing Cass from the empty like they had been messing around with Cass's angelic powers for seasons. Personally, I think it was because the more he fell in love with Dean, the more human he became, which messed up with his grace. Um, if Dean had gotten into the empty, pulled Cass's grace out, turning him human, then the empty would have ha- would have no claim on him. And how freaking revolutionary would it have been to have Dean, a 40-year-old manly man, realize, come to terms with his sexuality? That could have changed the game for television as a medium. Lots more about the ending. <laughs> out, says Jeremy. <laughs> um, that is a brilliant idea. The idea yes. of something with with his grace or fully turning him human. That is that's a beautiful. That's that's the season sixteen type of shit that they, I think that they would do if we ha- if they this had all happened with a season sixteen coming after it. That feels like the kind of crux because there's always something. There's always some little some little twist of the lore that they that they pull that frees the person from whatever they're in in this case the empty um and that would have been amazing absolutely yeah and that's the reason i included that is because i'd i'd also uh the idea that like they've been showing us constantly that his uh angelic powder powers were you know fluctuating like we we never knew episode to episode how strong he would be like he would get beaten up by demons in one episode and then he would like fry one of their heads in the next um and the idea of that power fluctuating as his like emotions towards dean were fluctuating uh, mm. It was very it was was very interesting to me, and I can't imagine that nobody in the writers' room thought of that <laughs> because it's just too obvious. <laughs> um, so thank you for writing in. Uh, next up is from Alana. Alana says the finale didn't give two shiitake mushrooms about viewers who struggle with depression or suicidal thoughts. Dean dies a terrible way without any retirement from hunting and Sam doesn't get a happy ending. Not really. He just grieves for Dean for the rest of his life and only looks happy when his son around because he even named the kid after Dean. Uh, it tells the audience you only find happiness and death, which is wrong. I, uh, I wanted to mention. This. Well, I, I, Sam, he, you know, Going through that many divorces over <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a spirit. lot. If, so if you know um, a guy who's yeah. been through three or four divorces, you you know a guy that's been it's been pretty beaten down. <laughs> he's he's not a, he's, he's not, not a happy he's either guy. so you know up his own ass, ignorant. He has no idea mm-hmm. of how awful he is. Um, or he's someone like Sam Winchester who is just you know he's just that fucking guy. <laughs> just that fucking guy. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, commentary about uh, how horrible it is to show death as a happy ending for someone who has struggled with suicide. Um, and it's one of those like uh, privilege thoughts, like, or there's one of those like moments of privilege where I realized like, I just didn't see it that way because I haven't mm-hmm. really struggled with suicide so directly. Uh, so I wanted to include this because I think if you view it from that angle, it absolutely is like showing that that is the the way to make him happy is really sh- a shitty thing to do for someone Ooh. who, Yikes! Yeah, like it's it's really dark, and I'm sure pe- uh, there's a lot of people out there who struggle with their mental health. They were watching the mm-hmm. show, and then they see this, and it makes it more difficult for them. Um, and it just adds on to just how 
how much of a waste the finale was. Like that, you you didn't even like do that. You didn't even trade that for something good, dude. <laughs> right? They didn't even play ACDC. All right, so like <laughs> this show's all over the fucking place. They couldn't the get place. anything right. Absolutely, not even an ACDC guy. But it's just like <laughs> little things like that. Of course, they're not going to address anything in a, in a deft way, which is really disappointing. Um, okay, this next one comes from Naomi. Um, hey, I just want to say thank you for reviving my love of Supernatural. I'm only on season seven right now, but I wanted to send a note before you wrap. I watched the finale live on 11 19 20. Usually after finishing a TV show, I rewatch the pilot immediately afterwards to see how far the characters have come. But after that finale, I couldn't stomach it. I was too busy sobbing about Dean's death. I was devastated to watch a favorite character whose journey I followed for literally half of my life die in such a pointless way. And then I had to watch Sam try to live on without his brother and get divorced. Um, (laughs) Live on without his brother, his best friend, or his girlfriend. Way to kick me when I'm down, Dab. At least Cass made it to heaven too, but it would have been nice to see him. Anyway, flash forward to February 2021. I hadn't watched a single episode of Supernatural since the finale. I really missed the hunks, but I was still pissed and hurt about the ending. I heard some random snippets of Monster of the Week on Twitter that convinced me to dip my toes back into Supernatural territory, and I am so glad that I did. After listening to a few episodes of the pod, I tentatively started a full rewatch of the show so I could watch along with you. I'm having a blast. The commentary, the running jokes, and the random asides are all great. I almost gave up on Supernatural. Thank you so much for sharing your creepy but necessary podcast and reminding me why I love this show. I look forward to the remaining episodes and any future podcast endeavors of yours. Thank you, Naomi. I um, th- this was uh again something that I, I, I we've seen a lot of people tell us, um, and that I would imagine that there's a lot of uh this that exists in the fandom where you find some piece of fandom created material like a podcast or a YouTube series or you know an audience react or or whatever. Um, and it rekindles your love for something after it kind of soured you at the end. Uh, and I think that's really special. Like, I think that's something that, um, not every show is going to have, uh, like one of my favorite TV shows in the world, Legion is not going to have, you know, (laughs) a bunch of fandom dedicated to it doing these kind of things. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's something really, really, I think that's unique to supernatural and maybe a handful of other shows that, you know, that we, we have that opportunity to like readdress it and to allow other people to bring you back to what you experienced joy about it from, from the first time. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Um, this one's a, a little bit chaotic from Alex. Uh, Alex wrote in a bunch of stuff, like a whole lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of it we had covered before, uh, but I wanted to talk about something about the stuff that they bring up here specifically. Um, they, the email was kind of like haphazardly <laughs> organized. So I tried to do the best on this reading out loud, maybe a little weird, but there's some good stuff in here. Damn. Alex getting roasted right now. <laughs> yeah. RIP Alex. Uh, <laughs> Nothing makes sense because it's bad writing. Uh, all of the characters are out of character uh, because of that, but it translates again to Chuck winning because this is exactly the ending Becky was reading at the beginning of the season. With Castiel out of the game, Chuck should control the brothers easier and trick Dean into believing it was an accident that killed him. Dean was already devastated because of Cass, and voila, Chuck has his dumb finale. I can't for the life of me figure out if this was intentional or not. There was chaos in the writing room. We know that for sure. The script was butchered after COVID. I think, I think it's an accident, but we could explain everything if we try hard enough for the sequel. Um, <laughs> the idea that like all of this was a trick um, and that Jack isn't 
really Jack and that this was the ending that Becky was reading at the beginning of the season, I thought was really hilarious. Uh, I just, yeah. It's not good, right? Like it's not, right, <laughs> but it's right. really funny. Like if, especially if it was completely unintentional, that really cracks me up. Um, Alex continues uh, to me. This is why it hurts. Kaz was the concept of found family. He's the story that should have not happened, but rebelled to the creators and prevailed. But still in the fandom, he was tossed and forgotten. And Dean, Dean is us. He's a stand-in for the side of the fandom, feeling like we were never wanted or love, who carried on through years of harassment and pain. We were granted a moment of true happiness, and then they took it away. They stabbed us in the back, discarded Dean and us at the end of the story when we were no longer useful. Dean was the one with deep and grand issues like most of us. And we were told we don't matter. And that the only piece we can find is death. Uh, the final thing is what was the point? It all felt hollow. Uh, fans were so hurt about the finale that way. And the way that Castiel was erased, that they raised $70,000 for the, the Trevor project, uh, which is a um, LGBTQ youth suicide organization. Uh, and, and again, I just wanted to mention that of like, yeah, the yeah. fandom again turning uh you know dark negative emotions into something positive is super great definitely so thank you alex thank you alex um okay this next one comes from christopher not me okay jeremy <laughs> we had i <laughs> just want to mention this too and that and that uh voicemail medley that you heard I don't know that all of the Chris's got in there, but there was like four different Chris's that wrote in or that called in. Yeah. We have a lot Dude, of Christopher's was, what, in, the, in, this, in this podcast. Let's, when I moved to college, I lived in a dorm building and my floor, I, I, it was six Chris's, I think, including me. And insanity. there was maybe like 15 people. Like it was a small building, 15 people and six of them were named Chris. It was ridiculous. I didn't like any of them. Um, Okay, this, but this, this one, this one comes from Christopher, um, and he says, So, they announced a prequel of the Winchesters. I can see it working with only minor tweaks to the history, though not particularly, exci- particularly excited about it. But the question for you guys is, if you could write a spinoff, what would your story be? Um, the easy answer here is Wayward Sisters. Um, Definitely. The, the better answer here is the Crowley Castiel buddy cop movie that we, we were, yeah. <laughs> we, we barely <laughs> saw on screen and that I think we desperately need more of. Um, those yeah, would be my would, two picks. Um, and if we could combine Wayward Sisters into and the buddy comedy, comedy movie, uh, okay, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm into that. There was a very brief period of time where I heard, uh, you know, just whispers about Chief Sam before we ever got to that, that content. In that story um and there was a part of me that started to imagine a world in which supernatural would hand the reins off to a new generation um where sam and dean would slowly kind of step back as the hunters and and build up these you know other people who, who managed to like you know kind of a wayward sister situation um something something along those lines i would have loved uh, a story where sam dean and Cass get to hang back and still play a role, but they are like the retired superheroes trying to help the new generation, you know, hone their powers or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, not that that's what I would want, but it's like just this kind of like this transition and in a way that it never really even has to end. Um, nobody has to die. Nobody has to have a big dramatic death. It's just like, we have been through the shit time and time again. We have saved the world time and time again. Um, now somewhere else in the world, another uh group of people is is rising up and and they're taking up the mantle of you know these these world saving do gooders hunting things killing vampires um and just yeah having having Sam and Dean 
rather than being, you know, Han and Luke turning into, you know, the Obi-Wans of the story, right? Like the mentors. And um, I love to see the heroes become the mentors in stories. Um, but Supernatural was never really built for that because they, the whole Chuck thing, we realized, oh, the whole universe only cares about them. They aren't pieces um, uh, 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 on a wider puzzle. They are just the puzzle themselves. So uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. But that, you know, something like that would have been cool a couple of years ago. Yes, absolutely. Um, Chief Sam stuff was, is, a, is a really good, like that, you know, be, Teacher Sam, I think, would have probably been like the one healing thing mm-hmm. for, for Sam uh, to, to be able to do with his life. And maybe a sword. Maybe a sword. Maybe maybe a if sword. We, if we found out that after the finale, Sam got really into sword, swords instead of getting divorced, uh-huh. um, I'd be singing this finale's praises. Uh, next up is Emily C, who says, Hey guys, I thought I would share my final thoughts on the end and see if y'all feel the same. Although the boys won, I can't help but think about how much they lost over the course of their lives, of course, but mostly in this last season. How many people were brought back for just one episode to be killed? When Chuck took everyone on Earth, everyone on Earth for the final battle, it took away people who were not from Earth, people who had been resurrected, and people who did belong on Earth and had luckily scraped past without dying this far. So when Jack restores Earth, we know that at least Donna is back from the FBI phone call, but we have no idea if the Apocalypse World folks are back. When Dean passes, this ultimately leaves Sam with essentially no one. He probably has Donna, Jody, and the girls, and maybe Garth. But everyone that was they don't in, they don't like Sam that much. <laughs> nobody is really that much into Sam, um, especially after Eileen left him the first time. He turned real bitter. Uh, <laughs> he stole her car apparently. But everyone that was in Sam's immediate circle is now gone. I couldn't help but weep at the loneliness that he must be facing moving forward, and now he quite literally has to completely start over. Sam's ending kind of brings things full circle in a way. In the beginning, he wanted a normal life for himself, one without monsters. But I think after all of those years fighting alongside his brother, Sam has found a new normal that he cannot let go of and wouldn't want to because he knows the impact he has made on other people's lives by saving people and hunting things. So by leaving the bunker behind, starting a family, and continuing to hunt, Sam is fulfilling the most normal life he could without stepping away from hunting and in a way honoring what Dean always wanted for him. I don't think the show could have ended any other way than the boys dying, and I'm glad that they did it. Um, certainly not a popular opinion on that ending, but I think mm, that mm. just the stuff about Sam I thought was really introspective and, and powerful because it's it's easy to and obviously you and I have been doing this. It's really easy to dismiss this a lot of the Sam stuff as um, kind of as not existing. Um, but like yeah. trying to well, try to peel again, back. You know, I, I I complained a lot. Yeah, and I'm sure people were sick of hearing me. You know, sick of hearing me give give Dean a hard time about stuff and then giving Sam a pass. But it's just because I always wanted more stuff from sam i loved the the drama you know uh of season four and five and and him fucking up and causing problems um but as time went on i complained about it constantly his impact on the story felt less and less felt like they gave him less to do so even at the very end it was just like man this is this was my guy this was my favorite character and i feel like i i don't feel a whole hell of a lot for what what his fate was the only moment out of any of the sam stuff that really, really hit me is when he wraps his fingers around the the steering wheel of the Impala. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, that again, just sort of, it's like him having memories of the show the same way that I do. So it, it does kind of bum me out that he's just, I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's lots of Sam fans out there who tell I'm, I'm wrong and they think that he's just as important as he always was, but it didn't really feel that way. And it sucked. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Next one from Mary Ellen. Uh, right? Yes. Okay. I watched this show from 2005 on. I've seen it in, in loop 
many times, but I watched that finale exactly one time only, and I will never watch it again. To say I felt disappointed is an understatement. Dean deserved better. A life, love, joy, cast. Sam deserved better. A life was more than a blurry womb for a wife. A family <laughs> worth a pick on his mantle. Cass, he deserved to be saved uh, in view on the show. Uh, to greet Dean in heaven because I will never believe he wouldn't be there. After all these three boys fought, they deserved their toes in the sand. Dean's death hurt so bad. And the idea that death is a happy ending is so disturbing. A very wrong message for this show to push. Hated it. It made me literally feel sick. Um, man, you gotta really fuck up. Like Game of Thrones when it ended, and everybody hated the end and like, oh, it was stupid. But nobody was hurt by the ending of Game of Thrones. I know, right? right? Like that's, like that's that the, wasn't that wasn't the message. It was everybody was disappointed that they dropped the ball. Yeah, um, like nobody left that people, thinking. I can't believe. Like I'm, I'm sure some people did, but like, man, the, the the reaction to Dean's death is just like it literally making people heart sick. Like it's it's yeah. insane. Fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Next up is Michelle, uh, who says, so Dean and John can go to heaven, even though they've been to hell, but Kevin can't? Poor Kevin uh. roaming around as a crazy-ass ghost? Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. No no justice for Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's ghost is out there haunting that that safe house, but no one is safe. No one is house. Yeah, no one is yeah. safe. And it's sunk now. <laughs> He's just at the bottom of a river. I, um... I messed up, Chris. What's up? Uh, earlier, I said that that Inky Suns person uh, was had a Twitter full of like um, supernatural characters and drag. Uh, but no, that's it's this next person. So I don't know what I did before. So my bad. You're gonna have to go back and edit that. I'm so not. That I'm not going to. Listen. I'm not going to. So I'm sorry, Inky Suns. If you're gonna get a lot of weird tweets from people looking for <laughs> supernatural, you gotta take responsibility stuff. for that. You can't just leave it in. I'm just gonna leave it in. I don't know where it is in the podcast. I don't. I'm not gonna oh, concern with no. myself with uh, looking for it. So, all right, this one comes from Ron. Uh, should I read the website? Was that why this was here? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, website is doublydaring.com. And Ron says, Hi, Mr. Mr. Monster of the Week. I managed to avoid watching Supernatural despite all my middle school friends recommending middle school recommending it to me because I knew if I spent too long looking straight at Dean, I'd have to confront the fact that I was gay. But on November 5th, when all hell broke loose, I knew I couldn't hold off any longer. Then I spent my totally online freshman year, whoa, um, of college mainlining the first few seasons. It was then that I found your podcast, and I'm so glad that I did. As the season started to drag, I started actively watching episodes just so I could listen to the podcast. You guys have been such a delight and made my experience with Supernatural a thousand times better. Thank you, Chris and Jeremy, Destiel Warriors. I tell everyone I know to listen to your show. P.S. The website I linked is mine and a great place to be if you're into Supernatural characters and drag or extended comics about Dean's transgenderism and Johnny Cash. Yes. So, uh, com. It's really, it's it's so uh, funny that that people have been like, I guess feeling validated by us um, saying Destiel is canon and, mm-hmm. and seeing what they see um, because I, we didn't. We used to not. I feel yeah. like we were probably really annoying for people who were really into it, but people put up with us anyway. Um, and maybe that's why it's more validating because it just happened naturally over time. Um, I think, and you um, know, I think you often can, you can only see what's there, and it was there. I, I think often about that, um, and I think about the response that you got when I was that you had um, the day that that episode came out and people were like kind of patting us on the back for it um, in a way that I feel is uh, maybe a little bit undeserved uh, just because as you so succinctly put it, we only talked about what our eyes saw on the show. 
Um, like we were only seeing the show with our eyes, like we couldn't see anything else. Um, and obviously there's different interpretations and whatnot, but, um, I, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we did anything, especially like validating for folks. Uh, and I don't think that we did. I think it was just our experience has now become validating. And like, and again, I, I just, the thing that always like I'm always really really leery of is like patting myself on the back like yeah I did I did good by the gaze uh, because I literally <laughs> yeah. didn't like I, I mean My, I didn't do yep, anything that's, as you're known to say yeah yeah common Jeremy <laughs> phrase I did good by the gaze uh, but I you know I I literally didn't and I we were just talked about what was on the show and we talked about it honestly and I think we it both got to us uh, and I think that that experience is is maybe what people are responding to because yeah uh, it definitely wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> like I and I yeah I don't know I don't know how to explain that like that I just don't want to I just want to make sure that I'm not like mm-hmm. I did a good thing for the rainbow right. guys but but <laughs> but if you want to use us as a weapon to hurl at the homophobes yeah absolutely hundred percent yeah absolutely yeah if you want to use that experience you can use it that however is your you weapon wish. yes yes please do that would make me very happy um anyway uh next up is Raquel who says uh. I was honestly ready to see both of the boys dying while sacrificing to end Chuck and then episode 20 being them living, living happily in heaven. But instead we got an alcoholic Dean, an issue that has never gotten addressed in the show who simply, who seemed to simply not care about dying and a miserable Sam left behind. We don't even get a glimpse of Castiel, the guy who gave everything for these hunks for the last 11 years. I understand that we needed his sacrifice to have meaning by not showing him again, but they should at least imply that Dean would meet him in heaven. Castiel deserved to have his love recognized and mentioned by Dean. And to top it all off, they managed to summarize Dean to his car and his brother exactly what he was 15 years ago. Great way to show that you don't understand the growth of one of your major characters. Uh, changing the subject, you guys are awesome and you always make me laugh. I love the way you clearly enjoy Supernatural like the rest of us are not scared to call the show out when needed, but also to show your appreciation for it. It was a pleasure listening to you. I'm sorry if my English is bad. Feel free to fix it where needed. This is not my native language. Uh, Raquel, didn't I edited out some of that stuff. I did not change any of your English. You did perfect. Thank you very much. Um, beautiful job. Beautiful job. It's it's really fun getting to read people say nice stuff about us um, without a guest here. To feel awkward <laughs> it's not quite as awkward. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know why when you're reading this, I'm like, yeah, I'm nodding. I'm nodding. And then I I don't know why the thought popped into my head. I just went, does Cast know what Sam's last name is? <laughs> I don't know why I had the thought. Because of know? course he does. Of course he does. Does he of know? He does. How much does Castiel know about Sam? Like just from like top to tip. What could Castiel solve a, like a, a real simple BuzzFeed quiz about Sam Winchester? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's any fault of Castiel. So Seems like well, seems like Sam's being the, closed. He's a closed off. Does person. Castiel know Sam's last name? Is just a a thought that rolled across my head, um, like a like a newspaper headline. I don't know. It just uh, it just popped in there. Anyway, um, this next piece of feedback comes from Karen. Hey hunks, I wanted to thank you and tell you how much I appreciate you both. Your hilarious banter, tangents, and insights into the show and life in general. I found your show at an interesting time in my life. My now ex husband was dealing with a her- with a heroin opioid addiction and at that time i was on season four when sam was dealing with his demon blood addiction it was a really rough time in my life and your show helped me with trying to understand and process my feelings and what he might be going through it was nice to get someone else's take on addiction that wasn't him or a family member in the end we divorced but he's been clean for the past six months and we're working on becoming better parents and people in general not a couple 
So I just want to thank you both again for making me crack up in the middle of my workday and for creating such inclusive and welcoming environment in the supernatural community and in life in general. I wish more people had your guys' open-mindedness. Destio forever and Big Kicks. Karen, I love that Big Kicks has is, is been kicks added is alongside Destio here. I, um, um, I love that Karen wow. very clearly uh, puts in this that they are, uh, even though her ex-husband has been clean for six months and they're working on becoming better parents, uh, she specifies not a couple just in case the ex-husband is listening and gets ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bud. All right. <laughs> listen, I don't know. You may listen to this podcast and you may hear this. And I just want you to know you were cut off for good. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. He was, ha- he was halfway through a text. He was like, damn it. Uh, man, thank you for writing in Karen O. Um, hmm. That is, uh, I, it's a rough time. Uh, I, I hate that you had to go through all of that stuff, but it sounds like you're on the other side of it. So that's good. Yeah. Um. Next up is from Ray. Um, Hiya. I know y'all get this all the time, uh, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for the incredible content. We actually only get this like every 20 weeks or so, 20, 23 weeks. Roughly every 20 to 25 (laughs) weeks, yeah. I'm going to kind of miss this when we move on, to be honest with you. I know. I I I just need it every once in a while. Um, It gets a little dark in the middle. Uh, the combination of humor and actual intelligent analysis is just chef's kiss, and it got me through some long days of working production. I'm excited to see what you guys come out with next. What I'm curious about is if each of you could write an episode of the show that takes place at any point in the timeline, when would it be, mm. and what would it be about? I guess I duplicated this question. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Um, I d- forgot that this was on here twice. Kind of. Well, it's just a, it's an episode in the timeline. Okay. Um, I want to see Sam's second divorce. Okay. That's I want to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, this is where. Yeah, I want. I want to see what's going on there. How did he? How did he make the same mistakes again? I um I would want to. She said, "If you could write it, it says if you want to write an episode, uh, more inverse stuff." I think that that the whole idea of uh like Castiel, the love guru, and like hardcore Dean and Sam as uh Lucifer, or Lucifer hmm. as Sam rather. Uh, I think that you know we we did that for one episode. I think there could be more to that. Um, that was also like one of the few episodes where they like weaponized the exorcism thing. If you remember. Mm, they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were like playing the tapes as they're driving around and um i want to see more stuff like that so that shit was dope um i remember when they teased us with a bunch of sam's uh visions at the beginning of season 15 uh where we thought that he was gonna get possessed or he was gonna start drinking demon blood again i was like let's fucking go what is going on here and then it was just it was just chuck it was just chuck writing things that weren't gonna happen thanks supernatural thanks instead you just killed castiel you sons of bitches you sons of bitches we don't like you um, okay, this next one is from Donna. Okay, so, I'm now up to episode 105, and it's taken me this long to realize why I adore you two. Please, do go on. Yes. <laughs> Way back in episode one, you crushed on our hunks. Two straight men crushed on our hunks. I haven't been exposed to open conversations about that ever. Toxic masculinity is rife in my gener- generation, 47 years, in New Zealand. Uh, my father was a staunch policeman. My husband is a bloke farmer. I'm sad it's taken me this long to work out why you were opening my eyes and essentially blowing my mind. I have watched our hunks from the first day they were available on telly in New Zealand, and I am about 10 watches in on every other series. Um, the, there's something about mental health and familiarity and safety in stories we love. Also, I may have taken my first dive into AO3 and got lost in a rabbit hole, but I like it. You two made that happen, too. I am one of the ones who jumped on Twitter mainly to interact with you, 
And the joy I had when you tweeted back was enormous. It's like when Jay met that band backstage a couple uh, episodes ago. You what two are my, my rock stars, and I love what you do. I'm so happy to have so many more episodes to go with you, boys. I also love laughing uncontrollably at the criticisms. What are those? What are my criticisms? Just everything. Um, all, anything that you say. The yelling, the nut blood, the, you know, am I going to go to the dark side? Oh, it's all the criticisms. Okay. Um, Wonderful. Thanks again, and I adore you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Um, we adore you. I've, it's funny. I've never, I've never, <laughs> ever felt weird about. I, I, I consider myself to be straight, but I've never had a problem just being like this, hot dude. Yeah. I just like it doesn't bother. I don't know. I just maybe, maybe I just think dudes are hot. I don't know. I um to, to be like kind of forthcoming, like that, there would have definitely been talking about a a a guy's um attractiveness or beauty or anything um was relatively new to me when we started this podcast. Um, it was something that like. Uh, like it's not like I didn't like gay people, but like there was still a lot of the ingrained like, oh, if you if you if you if you talk like that, that means that mm-hmm. you're like there was a lot of negativity about it. Um, growing up from yeah. where I did and all that other stuff. Um, being able to be like, oh my god, these dudes are so hunky, they're so beautiful and everything. Um, it, it didn't change my sexual orientation at all. Uh, but like it, it was it was an opening experience for me of just being able to have those conversations. And I think it's like. Right led me to have a much better appreciation for myself and for people around me of just being able to have that conversation without it being quote unquote like sexualized Um, one of one of the most like unintended consequences of this podcast is like um individual personal growth (laughs) whoops Uh, (laughs) whoops (laughs) learned a lot Um, mama i did a growth (laughs) my bad (laughs) when i was when i was in college i i got really into the smiths and morrissey and like morrissey was never like very clear about his sexuality but um uh, I think in later years he did finally say that he's gay, but uh, that's not important. But he had so many influences, like Oscar Wilde. It's like he's very, you know, openly gay. I don't know if they were openly gay because it was no, yeah, Oscar Wilde like literally like, was went to prison because he was gay. Anyway, it just opened me up to a whole world of of uh, perspectives and people that I never would have thought of. And then just to finally see that weirdly kind of coming out in a supernatural podcast is very is very interesting experience. But I'm 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 happy that we we've been able to kind of go through this. Yeah, me too. I think it's I, I think a lot of this is important. It's it's interesting that like other people were listening to us and then going like, oh yeah, I should like oh okay yeah like I'm and I'm happy to have you know been a part of that um, in some small way. Uh, next up is uh, Marissa. I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Marissa. It's uh, a cool spelling. The scene was the heaven scene was awful, and I still find it questionable why they quarantined Jim Beaver, who I really like, when he is in an age risk and an at risk. Why they quarantined Jim Beaver, who I really like, when he is in an at risk age group to be in that shot. The montages, the wig, Dean Jr. They had to quarantine like four kids for that bit. The back-to-back carry-on playing just felt so incredibly lazy. The final nail in the coffin was that aerial shot where everyone stood on a bridge without a mask and waved. I have yeah. seen some bad finales, some lazy finales, but never a finale where it felt like a personal attack. I remember thinking that the producers, writers, executives, and anybody who helped with that episode must hate me. That's what it felt like. It single-handedly ruined my comfort show. I can only enjoy it now secondhand through things like podcast, podcast or fic or fan art because the moment I see Dean on screen, I cry. It's been over a year later and it still makes me cry. Dean deserved so much better than that. All of the characters did. It is such a shame. Sorry for the rant and keep up with the good work. It does really feel like uh, it's either just unbelievable fumbling of the ball at the end there or it's somehow an intentional 
brushing off of of the people who made the show last you know um so it, it's a shame it is a shame yeah it's um and i think the stuff about quarantine um uh is is a really valid point of like no jim beaver come here and then having the whole cast and crew like unmasked at, at a at like kind of the height of the pandemic um is was probably a kick to the balls for a lot of people like and i know that they mm-hmm. you know had strict covid uh restrictions and whatnot uh like um I know they did a lot of testing and all that stuff. Like they were, they they were doing the work. Uh, but at the same time, like you quarantined four kids for like a Dean junior scene of, of yeah. did zero, did I, and, zero and character development just, for Sam. Maybe there was some border stuff crossing into Canada. Um, so they just pulled people who are already, I don't know. I'm just making excuses for them when they don't deserve for us to be making excuses for them. Yeah. But really annoying. Very, very annoying. Very annoying. Um, okay. This next one comes from Duckburg. You did it. 15 seasons. I'm so sorry you have to you had to go through the final episodes, but I hope you can take some solace in your great work in the community you've built. Anyway, I'm one of those weirdos who watched the show knowing the finale. As a queer person, you know that anyone like you on the screen is going to end up either miserable or dead, broadly speaking. 2020 was an already weird year because the other main event was the She-Ra finale, and that was... How do you pronounce this word? Seismic. Seismic. Okay, that was easier than I thought. Um... It was a pretty good year for other shows too, especially uh, Cod's show. Kids, show, uh, I'm sure. Cod's, sorry, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad at reading out loud. I, you would think after doing this 15 times, I would have gained any any skill at it. Um, but no, as as the road so far of every episode showed you, uh, seemingly gotten I'm very worse. <laughs> I've gotten I've got a lot worse. You're not even I, you're not seems... even reading the email you're supposed to be reading now. <laughs> anyway, um, did I skip it? Wait, okay, all right. Imagine riding on a high that things might be improving for a few months and then the confession happens. I think someone timed it and Castiel clocks in at like 36 seconds from starting to come out to being sent to angel hell for it. From an outsider's perspective, it's so backwards, it's downright absurd. It felt like TV going back into the closet after a brief burst of inclusion programming. Finally, I'm dying to know how you would have handled the Destiel thing if you could if you got to rewrite the season, a big damn kiss, casually re- reveal them as a couple, maybe while poking fun at some someone oblivious, awkwardly dating, leave it open for interpretation. The one hard rule is that no openly queer character stays dead or tragic. Otherwise, I think any variation can work well. Congrats and looking forward to whatever's next, Duckburg. Um, the I mean, yeah, thing. we said it a bunch of times. Yeah, the the confession's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know the threat of the empty being like, oh, we're gonna get you if if you're happy. Um. Just immediately follow that up with Sammy change a plan. Like, Let's go fuck time. Chuck. Yeah, fuck Chuck. We're, <laughs> we're going or, after Or have it like a two-factor battle where Sam and Jack are left to face off against Chuck on their own. Meanwhile, Dean has gone into the empty and at the fucking last minute, him and Castiel bust out right in time to save Sam and Jack in their fight against Chuck and everybody wins and everybody gets to live happily ever after. I, uh, I love that. I love that energy. I um to me you could actually play it mostly the same with the confession and everything um and then some big dramatic moment where Dean specifically Dean whether with Sam and Jack or not or on his own doesn't matter uh rescues Castiel and the big climatic moment is him saying I love you too um and yeah. you know if you want to follow that up with a kiss that's fine if you want to follow it up with like a, I don't know, some some cuddles, that, that's fine. Maybe a little tickle fight. I don't know. I don't know what you follow that up with, but like a big emotional scene where Dean says, "I love you too," uh, and then like fade to black or or whatever. Um, I don't, 
I don't need a lot of handholding after that. Um, and yeah. although it would be nice if like somehow they incorporated that like other people, like it being well known to other people later. Uh, like if they did a mm-hmm. ending montage, if we saw Blursilla again or something, and she was like, <laughs> she was wearing like a you know. <laughs> A fucking uh, I don't know. She's wearing a, she's wearing a Death Steals can. She wears Death Steals can and shirt or something. Just some acknowledgement of you know the stuff that has happened. Um, but that would all that that's really all it would take to me is is Dean going on the rescue uh thing and then just simply saying I love you back. Mm-hmm. Anything really anything take anything better really, than what we got really just anything <laughs> truly anything. Um, next up is the Plaid Fox, uh, longtime listener. Uh, Plaid Fox. Chris and Jeremy love the finale episode. It's been a long time coming. I wanted to let you know my thoughts on Dean's death in particular, because hearing y'all talk about it hit a chord and encompassed the whole spectrum of feelings I had. I felt very close to the way Chris did on my first watch. I was sobbing through to the end of an episode and felt so touched by Dean's speech. I really appreciate Chris's candid talk about how the show changed him. But after a couple of days to think about it, I switched to more of Jeremy's viewpoint. Yeah, that's what everybody does. Oh, that's, that's what's happening. That's what everybody right does. There. Even I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was irked by the amount of time the scene took, but more so, I was livid about Dean's death overall. I had a, I'd always assumed one or both would die at the end in the early seasons, but as the show went on, I felt it was moving in a different direction. He's been almost consistently suicidal and towards the end homicidal, and his desperation to end his suffering from at least season 13 on. And the idea that he would just die makes it feel like he gave up. It's a very bad message to put out there that death is the only way to be happy. Anyway, the finale brought on some very mixed feelings, but I want to let you know that I've enjoyed the journey, especially because I could do it with the Monster of the Week family. Your podcast has filled many a boring hour at my job, and the community has been tons of fun. You did good, the Plat Fox. Thank you, Fox. Thank you. Very nice. Um, yeah, we've talked a little bit about one... this stuff before. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, this next one comes from Ivan. Um all this to say, seeing you go from projecting such a holier-than-thou attitude about shippers in the fandom, jokingly or not, to actively talking about the depth, the depth of Dean and Castiel's relationship has been incredibly satisfying. As a queer teenager, fun fact, I was born on the day the first episode of Supernatural aired. What? Um, I didn't expect to end up agreeing with you guys as much as I do, but it was very refreshing to see some of my opinions reflected by people who aren't my demographic and who are generally taken much more seriously than, than people like me. I got really emotional listening to the 1518 episode because it was so validating to see someone talk about the confession scene as obviously romantic. Like, there was no room for argument. There was absolutely <laughs> no room for argument on that one. And, and I even um, had typed in some, some more stuff. And I, it does hurt. It hurt my heart a little bit when the whole air of the now comment. And I was like, ah, we definitely were, though. Yeah. We definitely were. I definitely, I felt that way about everything. I was like, oh, if you only like, if you like the thing differently than i do then what are you even doing man um that's being way up my ass um and i'm glad that i was able to have the experience of monster of the week to change that yeah that's i think that's um and that's one of the reasons i left that in there because um even though it's 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 a little bit of a backhanded compliment uh like it's it but it's but it's apt like i think it really at the beginning of this we were kind of arrogant about that stuff um we assumed that we knew a lot about the fandom uh, and it really, it had just been like stuff that had spilled over to whatever corners mm-hmm. of the internet that we happened to reside in. Uh, and, and over time, like, I think we did well for ourselves by ignoring a lot of that stuff and then just coming to that conclusion ourselves. Uh, and then, and this is what I was talking about earlier when, uh, cause they were like, this is, this is what makes me so reticent to be like, we did a good, uh, because right. of the line that Ivan says here, he said, um, refreshing to see some of my opinions reflected by people who aren't my demographic and who are generally taken much more seriously than people like me are like it, that really fucking sucks. Uh, we've talked about that it on does. the podcast before of like 
other supernatural podcasts say the same things that we say and get hate for it because their hosts are gay or bi or woman or or trans or whatever um meanwhile chris and jeremy two two straight white guys say the same things and get like no hate for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and that's mm-hmm. really really fucking unfair and we're probably saying it far less intelligently too <laughs> honestly yeah and like with a lot less like lived experience like we're, we're i mean it, like go listen to those those podcasts um especially now that ours is over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um thank you ivan we appreciate that Thank you. Uh, next up is L. L says season fifteen, baby, from Dean and Castiel's breakup being such a big emotional thread and arc in the first half, and the arc of Dean's anger issues being so prominent and tying in with Chuck and free will, and then tying all of that in with Castiel and Castiel's love for Dean, bringing Eileen back, Rowena becoming queen of hell, Michael and Adam, Lilith, Damara, Billy, Jack eating hearts and the becoming god, Claire and Kaya getting a happy ending, <laughs> almost no Lucifer. The finale sucked and some characters deserved better, but overall it was a really great season. And to be honest, I will be forever grateful that the ending consisted of what if your favorite characters were in a world where they could do literally anything and look like anything. And also Dean knows Castiel is in love with him, AKA the ultimate fanfic prompt. <laughs> uh, I cut out a bunch of stuff that Elle said, and then uh, they continue. Everything in the show comes down to love and Dean's love who is down to his bones, brought an angel to break the fabric of Chuck's reality, and Castiel saved Jack so that Jack could bring paradise for Sam and Dean and for everyone, and they raised Jack and taught him what to care for and what to fight for and what love is. Team Free Will 2.0. It's also optimistic and positive and beautiful in a world, in, in world, but also thematically. The power of love between people saving them, the sacred power of gay love and found family. Congrats and thanks to you both for so many great episodes and a question. Since alternate world Sam and Dean are still alive somewhere after Dean dies, do you think Sam ever tried to go find them because he missed his brother? Um, I think he goes to find them to kill them. Yes. Um, Can't have two of those. Huh? Can't he, have those boys running around. It's just, just you know, too he's weird. He's a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's just come out of his first divorce at this point in the timeline. And, um, you know, he's not, he's, he, he won't have it. He's not standing for this. He's not going to stand for this. Um. I, I like I like getting these perspectives of people who are you know genuinely find this stuff uh, positive and um, and optimistic um, and find all of the good stuff in season fifteen. Uh, I think I've said this numerous times before, but it'll be great one day going back and watching season fifteen with the knowledge of what is happening already there, so that I don't have to worry about like what the plot is. I can really kind of just soak up the yeah. character stuff. Um, okay, this next one comes from Lind. Um, I didn't totally hate the ending when the cast speaks directly to the audience. Admittedly, I was pretty emotional watching the scene, but my immediate first thought was how cool they took us to heaven with them. Sounds corny as hell, but that was my honest emotional reaction. And that's okay. I had a very honest emotional reaction myself, and sometimes we can't control these things. Sometimes you think about things Mm -hmm. later, and you realize, okay, maybe I didn't feel that way about it. I mean... Even in the last couple of questions, you know, we used to feel a different way about shipping than do now, yeah. you know. Um, you, ha- you have reactions to things over time that maybe they change or maybe they don't. Maybe, you're, maybe your emotions, they, they stay the same. If you find value in something, that's totally, that's totally cool. It doesn't matter how much somebody else doesn't find that value. Um, you still get to feel however you feel. 100%. Uh, next up is Heather. Uh, Heather says, we've all talked about a lot about what was wrong with the last two episodes, and I don't really have anything new to contribute to that. But it occurred to me that maybe having the show end on a disappointing note with a lot of missed opportunities, but a really, but a few really great moments is exactly how the show should have ended. 
I don't think the show would have lasted as long as it did or been as popular and obsessed over as it was if it hadn't been kind of a mess. The fandom for the show became so huge because there were so many themes and moments that were brought up but never fully explored over the course of the series, and that left so much room for us to fill in the gaps, and I don't just mean Destiel. If the show had been perfect, we wouldn't have anything left to say about it. If the finale had been perfect and satisfying, would we still be writing new fanfics about it and still talking about it obsessively on Discord going on two years later? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, it's going to be interesting 10, 15 years from now when people look back on Supernatural, either people who were there at the time uh, or people who found it way later who weren't even born yet, um, what the overall like consensus, not, not about the ending, but just the consensus of the show itself was going to be. Um, it's. I don't think the show's gonna ever go away, uh, at least not for a very long time. Even with that ending, or maybe the ending will be a cautionary tale that keeps people away. But as people, you know, I'm 30, you're 40, and then we have people writing in who are like, "Hi, I'm 12." Um, the the show has like it's just lasted so long and and impacted so many different generations of people that I can. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but um, no, I mean this. Yeah, I don't. I'm just curious to to see what people are going to think of this show (laughs) in in 10, 15 years as a whole because it is such a mess Mm -hmm. and it that is very endearing in so many ways. But I wonder if it's like, will that be endearing in 10 years, or will people then look at the whole structure, the real bones of the series, and be like, they never followed through on anything, you know? And, And it was a kind of a you had to be there type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes next. Um, um, you're up next with Catalina. Next one from Catalina. Okay. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Chris. Some people suggested that my perspective on the finale may bring some value to the conversation. So here's my two cents. I know many people in the fandom didn't like the finale, and there's many criticisms that I wholeheartedly agree with. Objectively, it was a weak episode. Uneven pacing, maybe too many montages, the weird absence of Castiel, and let's not forget that wig. The list can go on and on and on. That being said, the episode resonated with, with me on a very personal level. I lost one of my best friends that was more like a big brother to me in a random horrible accident. I found this mirrored in the finale. Sometimes life is unfair. It's random and people leave us when we least expected it. Uh, I appreciated that Dean didn't find his end in uh, some big showdown and that it was some banal fight that just ended badly. I also think they depicted Sam's mourning in a very realistic way. I could really relate to what he was going through. For me, it was cathartic and very satisfying on an emotional level. Uh, on, a, on an emotional level, it felt true. And um, yeah, I, you know, some of that stuff definitely was was how I felt. Just the emotions really got to me, and no one can take that away from you. And I'm and I'm glad that it was a catharsis for you. Yeah, same. Um, I think that, and, and I think there there is a value for um, one of the things I liked about Dean's death is that it was kind of random. Uh, whether that was like quote unquote Chuck pulling off the plot armor or whether it was just because like this is something that could always happen when you go into the true, truly dangerous business of hunting masked vampires. Uh, I did, I did kind of like the fact that it was random. It's sad, but it was also, it also felt like life in a way. Like it just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Um, next up is Dolly, AKA, well, I don't want to. Uh, Dolly is very active in our community and I, I, I see their name all the time. So, uh, I've been thinking about what, I want to say, but I see that you have 20 pages of comments already, so I will just say thank you, Chris and Jeremy, (laughs) for a very entertaining two years. I didn't start watching Supernatural until December of 2019 and started the podcast shortly after falling down the rabbit hole. Your podcast is a great mix of thoughtful insights sprinkled in between the laughter and the tears. Looking forward to what the future brings. Thank you, Dolly. Uh, this next one looks very interesting. It comes from Kira L. It has uh, a hey, chart. I want to start this off <laughs> by saying you guys are incredible for consistently uploading weekly episodes and having them be so amazing every time. 
Y'all put in a ton of effort, and I know everyone who listens appreciates that. I started listening to this when I was 12, and now I'm 16. What? Probably on the younger side of your audience, you think? <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember what I was doing. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so the podcast has been with me for a lot. Uh, there was the one day near the end of 2018 when I was on the road for about eight hours, and I listened to episodes of this the entire time while looking out the window. I still remember it as being the best day of that year. That's very sweet. Um, so we also, <laughs> Kira also sent in uh, a chart that shows uh, the episode count for each character. Yes. So Sam and Dean are in 327 episodes, Castiel 139. It goes down the list to the, to the final two on this list. We see our final three. We get Rowena. She was at 33 episodes. And then we get Arthur Ketch at epi- uh, 20 episodes with Chuck coming in at 19. So, so you're yep. telling me that Ketch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had more episodes mm-hmm. of this television series than than Chuck than God the Final Enemy. Isn't okay, that wild? Perfect, perfect, perfect. This is One like finding out Lucifer that, um, got more than Jack. That sucked. Yeah, this is like finding out that like uh, Ellen and Joe were only in like four episodes or whatever. When we when we first yeah, started covering really the podcast, weird? like we looked it up, and we're like, oh my god, like it feels like they yeah. So like, I remember them. They were so. I mean, there were far fewer characters back then, far fewer episodes. So it, every character felt like a big deal if they ever even came back once. Um, so they definitely felt like they had a bigger presence back then. Now we got other Joes. You know, who's I don't even remember. So many Joes, absolutely so many Joes. Uh, but thank you, Kira. My my instinct is when somebody says that they're listening to me when they're twelve is to run away. Um, but um, yeah, thank you for keeping listening. That means a lot. It really does. And I'm glad we could have a. We can provide a very special eight-hour day for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is B, who uh, wrote in some stuff, uh, but I, I cut it down to just, anyways, at Supernatural, thanks for the ride and never explaining things. Like, why casting Cain but not Abel? Why Adam but not <laughs> Eve? And why making Adam fall in love with an angel? <laughs> I just, we never did, it's like... a lot of good questions. A lot, of, a good lot of good questions. We brought up Jesus, but, like, you know, like, there's other people around. Like, we should we should be... There's others, yeah. Um, B also says that she's uh, our, or excuse me, that they're our only Brazilian fan. And um, I just, that's not true. Just I have, I have, the, nat, I have the stats. <laughs> and not only that, uh, there's another Brazilian fan that we're going to read from a little bit later in this podcast. So don't worry, B. Oh, well. You can wear your Monster <laughs> of the Week merch, which was horrendously expensive to get shipped to you from Public because the rates are crazy. Uh, go find those other people. Um, okay, this next one comes from Melanie. Now, I may be in the minority here, but I actually really liked and appreciated the series finale, unlike season 15 as a whole. I've seen some horrible finales before from some of my favorite shows, and I tried to go into this finale with an open mind, and, it was in- and I was incredibly moved and surprised by how much I liked it. I seriously count this series finale in my top five show endings. Like Chris, it affected me more than I ever imagined it would. I completely sobbed through Dean's death, especially the baby brother line, and couldn't stop the rest of the episode. I cried for days afterward and spent at least a week in a depressed haze, uh, reliving their last conversation and mourning not only the show, but Dean, who went through so much, and Sam, who now had to live without his brother. Uh, now it being over a year since I've watched and analyzed it, I'm happy to say I still stand by my opinions on it. I was glad we got to see normalcy between the brothers, and while I wasn't uh, spoiled, I figured there would be a brother death, and I'm not mad at how Dean went out. He saved some kids and died pretty ordinary, which is poetic in that since Chuck is no longer around to pull the strings. A fight with some bamps didn't end in their favor for once. Yeah, I wanted to um, include yeah. uh, some stuff like this because... Um, a lot of the commentary we get is is pretty negative about the finale, and I just I like having this different perspective kind of on display, especially on the feedback episode. So, yeah, thank you, Melanie. 
I don't, I don't positive know. or negative. You, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to change how you feel. I don't know why I'm telling you the reason why I included what I included every time we read it. That doesn't seem like it's a it's, worthwhile contribution okay. to the podcast. Hey, they wrote in, so that's why we included now it's it. now it's uh, super late to go back through and edit all of that out. So here we are. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Next up is Kristen. Of course, you might want to take a little break now that you finished Supernatural, but as a suggestion, I would be really interested in hearing you guys go episode by episode of the Witcher TV season. I really enjoyed your first book overview. I'll catch up with you guys at the end of season 15 and probably the next several months. I don't watch TV that fast. Thank you guys for all that you do. It makes my work day so much better. Uh, I would imagine there's that's probably going to happen one day. Like I feel like I, I, could, yeah, I could see that happen. I, they plan to make a lot of that show. We already covered season one, right? No, we did not. I thought we did an episode. No. on season one. Mm-mm, we did. We haven't touched The Witcher in. Um, oh, maybe maybe we just talked about it in some outtakes or something. We talked about it a lot in the outtakes uh, because we were both oh, had, that would, we, that we both like sense. binged it that first weekend. So whatever that that came yeah, out, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We probably um, we probably talked about it a lot, but we haven't done an I episode. I still haven't finished season right two. Um, I would imagine like I, I would like to go back to Silver Monsters one day, and I'd like to finish some of those books. Um, definitely. Uh, we may or may not be able to get Autumn back on that cast. So it might be just a Chris and Jeremy special, but I, I definitely would. I would definitely would want to cover the witcher tv show like it's it, it's also like short enough that it's not a, a huge commitment right now like there's only yeah. what like six, for now. 16 for episodes now. <laughs> yeah like that's, that's nothing that's fucking nothing yeah yeah <clears throat> um my next are you next uh you're next who who knew i could get confused so easily this one is from alicia is that the one am i on the right one yes yes okay 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 uh what do you wish had been in the show but wasn't a monster a dropped plot point some lore i know you said you would have liked to see jesus christ (laughs) you weren't joking in the kids today kid from season seven but does anything else uh come to mind for me it's the chupacabra they mentioned it a couple of times in the show and i always wanted to see one on the show because it was my favorite cryptid as a kid i also wanted harper say sales the necromancer librarian oh yeah uh the necromancer librarian with the crush on jack to return that would have been super cool um I don't know. I I, I wanted. I, I would have loved to see like Bigfoot and like the iconic cryptids. Like make season fifteen like screw Chuck. Like season fifteen is they gotta go hunt like uh it's like the alphas except it's all like the iconic ones. Yes. Um, but they gotta go kill Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. They gotta kill Bigfoot, the Chupacabra. Um, they get you know there's too many YouTube videos out there and Sam and Dean gotta put a stop to it. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, man, I I just I would have. Season 15 finally gave us like just some glimpses of actual monsters, um, like some not humanoid sized monsters. And yeah, yeah. I would have really liked that to go, them, them to be able to go crazy with that, that kind of concept. Um, I really, for me, I think the big miss, specifically in the last season, uh, is the exploration of the alternate universes. We just didn't get enough of it. Like, um, we just, we just, we just, we needed more. Like, we had the apocalypse world. We had um, the alternate Sam and Dean show up, and that's really kind of it. Uh, and I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Like, I just I wanted to see whether it was more versions of Sam and Dean or more versions of other characters or just weird Earths <laughs> or whatever. Like, I wanted to see a yeah. lot more of that. So that would have been what I would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bet there's a thousand things we could come up with, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. It is. Uh, next up is Sammy, also from Brazil. Do you hear that, B? Y'all need to, y'all need to hang to out. Shout outs, shout outs to our Brazilian fans. Um, the famous November 5th in which 1518 aired was completely insane. A roller coaster of feelings. I hadn't even started season 15 as I was waiting for it to be easily and legally available here in Brazil. 
So when the meme started dominating Tumblr during the U.S. election, I was hysterical, screaming, crying, throwing up, the whole ordeal. Little thing about me is that years prior to 2020, my mind was on a constant teenage crisis of am I bisexual or am I confused wanting attention, even though I haven't told anyone. You can see how that disastrously led me to become slightly attached to one Dean Winchester in a quote, this guy is an, ass- this guy is an asshole, why do I love him kind of way. I, for the most part, can remember, for most of what I can remember of my life, uh, I've had a lot of self-hate. So when I saw myself in Dean, my move was to hate his guts, but at the same time, seeing his undeniable good and the love he receives, not only by other characters, but fans as well, some of which have become my friends, even though he feels he doesn't deserve it, as well as my own love for him, even accepting his faults that mirror my own, like a quickness to anger in, in the face of people you love the most, it all helped me see myself not as a horrible monster, but a human being, flawed, but trying to be good. So going back to the bisexual crisis, I've never actually been with either guys, gals, or non-binary piles. So even though I had constant nagging thoughts about my identity, I would tell myself to shut up and only ever consider this if somehow I ended up with a non-male partner. I wasn't happy and I felt like I was lying to myself and hiding a part of me. So I made a crazy, never imaginable and out of my control requisite to letting myself actually think about accepting that I'm bi. Quote, if Destiel goes canon. And I thought I was joking, quote, when pigs fly kind of way. So when despair aired, you can just imagine how much of a cosmic joke on me specifically. Bitch so gay, the universe decided to give her a sign to accept it. Amen. <laughs> oh, that's one. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Again, one of those uh, things that I, next... I didn't expect from Supernatural, and it's just amazing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, this next one comes from Ella. Uh, the creators love the flavor of queerness, but they don't want the calories. They were never willing to fully go there and be too weird, but often employed tropes and character traits we see in queer stories. Uh, but they, but they often employed tropes and character traits we see in queer stories. Uh, the show always flirted with this lineup, this line, but never nutted up. This isn't even about just the Dean is by of it all. They're weird guys. They were raised like warriors out of motel rooms. Monsters in fiction are often used as allegories to the queer experience. For a show about monster hunting, they never stuck the landing on saying anything meaningful in the end about what it means to be an outcast from the mainstream and live a meaningful life even when you're not normal. They were on the right track with their exploration of found family, family donated in blood, etc. But we all saw how that played out in the finale. Cast and lots of other characters were able to change more because they weren't considered the core of the show by the creators. Dean and Sam had small bursts of growth and change, uh, like Demon Dean in season 10 and Chief Sam in season 14. These juicy plots were always wound back. The brothers couldn't evolve too much because then their idea of the show would have had to change, and it seemed they were often scared to mix it up more permanently. So many other genre shows before and after Supernatural successfully let their characters evolve throughout the run. How Buffy did this specifically would have us uh, specifically would have us here all day, but I have thoughts. <laughs> uh, another small thing, which we've talked about this in the Discord, uh, but I'm forever disappointed that the show wasn't more thoughtful with how it dealt with alcohol. They sometimes showed the intense reality of alcoholism, but also treat it like a joke. Just another thing on the list of missed opportunities for them to have unpacked in a nuanced and interesting way. And amen to all that. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they put it, you put it really well. They never let Sam and Dean really, really change. Um, because even when we were like seeing the changes, it would get wound back a little bit because it's somewhere they wanted the core of the story to stay the same. But character growth in your heroes is really, 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 really rewarding. 
Um, and I'm glad that we got to see it with so. I mean, think about like Crowley's development. Like, yeah. why, why did Crowley get to change more than Sam? <laughs> like, what, 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 why did we have to keep resetting these guys? At least they, they wound down the freaking drama a little bit. Because if they had continued to fight the way that they did, Sam and Dean, with each other, um, that would have been uh, nauseating. But uh, 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 yeah, 100%. It, um, the alcoholism thing really sticks with me too, because uh, it's something that I kept thinking would eventually be addressed in the show. Uh, and, yeah, and it always, it always felt like it it was it was like oh sure sure this is gonna come up yeah because they they would brush up against it and we would talk about it I guess and it just made me assume like yeah that's that's there so it's it's a thing that's visible for everyone to see but then I mean just like with Destiel they kind of just go okay well we're just not gonna deal with it um yeah and I think Sam brought it up a couple of times like they just and they just never they never kind of went all the way with it um which was I think a little disappointing like I think. You know, I don't think that we need to see Dean Winchester go through the twelve step program or anything. Uh, but like just seeing him kind of reckon with that more than just using it as a crutch. And then seeing it again, seeing it in the finale, the first thing that you see kind of after um like when we see Dean Winchester wake up and it's just the beer cans all over his bed, like that was my first sign of like, Oh, this dude's still fucking depressed. Like this isn't a happy mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not like super happy right now he's still got fucking wine bottles or like wine bottles it'd be a lot funnier right. if it was yeah. wine bottles. he I became a wine now and it got and it got a little yeah. dark uh, but like having beer bottles all over your bed and like waking up fully dressed basically does not not the sign of a happy person um no. and that's no. really when i when it, when i thought in that that episode of like oh we've got we got some we got some stuff to do in this episode um but no that didn't happen uh, next up is Migo or Mego. Uh, I watched Supernatural live when it aired for about six years. Then I lost touch with it. During the pandemic, I saw a Jensen interview about how it was finally coming to an end, yet paused for COVID. I was so curious. Who did these boys end up with? Are they married? Do they have kids? You can't just fight monsters and have no life for 15 years. And it's not that I think everyone has to settle down, but caring about Sam and Dean after seeing them long for some semblance of happiness is what makes you root for Sam and Eileen, Dean and Cast. Or Dean and Cass. Jeremy said it during an early scene with Eileen how he enjoyed getting to see him happy. And this, this is why so many people are reading fanfic for Dean. We cared for him. Castiel was the only person that would have given him a meaningful, loving, romantic relationship. He deserved more. We all did. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah. I like that line. You can't just fight monsters and have no life for fifteen years because that is. I mean, I mean, imagine time. literally imagine taking like a ten year break from Supernatural and then coming back and being like, oh, wait, they're doing oh, exactly same, the same fucking same thing. stuff what? except there's God now. Like, wow. And it is that I, I don't think, you know, you take take a show like The X-Files where every episode kind of had to be, be a self-contained thing because um, there you didn't have DVDs, you didn't have Netflix, you just had to go and catch the episode and try to figure out what was going on. Supernatural had that a little bit, but then we got DVDs, then we got Netflix. Now everybody can watch it online the day after, you know, it's like they could have really continued to grow. But I feel like if you stopped at season six, you could pop into season 15, watch three episodes and go, okay, yeah, okay I, I think it. I know what's going I got on it. here. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, it's, it's, it's a type of show. It is absolutely a type of show and it, and it's, that's fine, but it's also a little bit damning. Um, next up is, uh, Oh, I just, it's your turn, Chris. You, you go now. Oh yeah. This, uh, so this one is from Alice T from Italy. Um, uh, you put you put an aside. Do I read the asides, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, you can read the aside. Yeah. <laughs> Alice wrote a lot of nice things and also wrote a bunch more that I clipped out, but I wanted to talk about this specifically because, wow, thank you for being such nice human beings. Thank you for keeping me company during a hard time in my life and for speaking openly about your own struggles. I actually have to put you two in the acknowledgments of my final project of my master's degree. What? What? 
Send me a copy. Congratulations on your on your master's degree. Send me a copy. I need to see this with my own eyes. And I know <laughs> Alice mentioned that she was from send Italy. Me, send me the diploma. But I would like to. I would like to hold the. Show me the diploma. Show me the. De- show me the degree. Um, I don't know why you're doing that, but yeah. Show me the degree, Alice. Show me the degree. Oh. Uh, <laughs> getting getting a little loose at the end of this. Uh, so next up is a little weird. Uh, I'll have to put this link in the show notes. Um, Chris, you can click on it if you'd like to. I'll click on it. Um, this is a link to uh, 5pm, 5-p-m.tumblr.com. Uh, Chris, you don't have to read all of this, uh, but you can certainly skim it. Basically, they wrote out a rough transcript of an episode, uh, episode 259, um, season 15, episode 11, uh, where you and I kind of go on this tangent um, and apparently it was all my fault. Uh, but I, I kind of proposed the question of like, what if they get three boons? Like, if what if Jack becomes God and both Dean, Castiel, and Sam get a boon from God? Like, what would it be? Um, they cut out all of, in their little post on Tumblr, they cut out all of our Blade Trinity jokes, which I was not happy with. Like, they only kept it to the what supernatural the stuff, which, okay, that's fine. Tumblr doesn't know what Blade Trinity is, and that's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're too young over there. Um... So we we answered, uh, and we have a bunch of answers. You can go in and look at this. Um, like we, <laughs> Sam, I think says, uh, you know, I think you, you joked about Sam bringing Jessica back, uh, and we talked about how horrible that would be because he's dating Eileen now. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah, I'm reading through this, it's like yeah, she's still 22, so it's this weird, it's super awkward. Age gap yeah. And, oh. Um, Dean asks for infinite beer or like a place in heaven or something really depressing. Uh, Cassiel probably says something like peace on earth or he just wants to be human. Uh, So all of that is to say uh, 5 p.m. says, I find it fascinating how these hypothetical boons correspond with Team Free Wheel's final fates on the show. Sam got his blurry wife and Eileen's erasure in the the finale. Dean Uh got got his beer in heaven. And Cassiel's the only thing I want is something I know that I can't have. Dude, imagine Sam Winchester going i know i can't bring back dean he told me he told me not to fuck around he told me not to do it but what if i bring back jess <laughs> what if i bring back jess didn't i mean and she just comes out she's been in heaven for 20 fucking years and he's like hey what's up, what's up girl? Uh, you remember me and she's like no, no. i don't <laughs> you weren't you were not a part of my heaven i'm sorry i don't like we dated for a couple of months like i don't know why your you, hairline I, was a lot different yeah then. i don't know why you were living at my apartment that seems like it oh now that yeah, I have, sam was just he was just crashing at her place <laughs> now that dude. i have bad judgment i don't i don't know what to do now that i have good judgment i can recognize my own bad judgment um yeah. oh man so that was that was 5 p.m on tumblr uh thank you very much for also transcribing like almost an entire bit um and seriously it was <laughs> i mean like the cutout parts of like blade trinity marvel news vampires being a metaphor for sexuality <laughs> like we, <laughs> we we apparently going on a lot of a lot of a lot of we tangents. go on a lot of tangents we're doing one right now mm-hmm. um okay this next one comes from amber uh, Murder Porn Chat, a book club spinoff from Dean's Diary, wants to thank you for the creepy but necessary podcast that brought us together. We are in awe of your ability to cover every single episode in such a thoughtful and humorous manner, and we adore the wonderful community that you've created. Now for the fun stuff. As we are avid readers of the darker side of things, could you tell us what you think Team Free Will and Edgar's danger words are? We mostly need to know about Edgar, but any insight you could offer on Team Free Will would be great. Thank you for everything. I think that what Edgar would say. Because he is a uh, a pain kink lizard, mm-hmm. and I, I I think for Ed Edgar, um, it, enough is never enough. You know what I mean? 
So I think his his big sticking point would be, I think, if his tail hadn't fully grown back yet. He's That's the one thing that he's sensitive about. Oh. If you try to come in a day early, a couple hours early, and it's kinda still like kind of I like am fleshy white period. color. Yeah. It, well, yes. <laughs> th- that you could call this his refractory yes. period. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, you know, because Edgar's, he's kind of like a green scaly guy, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Um when the tail grows back, it's it's a it's a fleshy white, filmy kind of okay. Um, yeah, uh huh. It's it's a it, you know it, it's it's an uncomfortable thing for him to have that be plucked off. You know, it doesn't hurt any more or any less. Um, but he he takes some pride in it. So I you know I don't know if he has a word for it specifically. But when you see the white tail, that's kind of the no go. Any other time, any anything goes. That's that's one of his rules. Is if you know if he's if it's green and scaly, it's good to go. White tail means stop. Is what I'm hearing. Yes, yes, white tail because he's not he doesn't communicate mm-hmm. um as effectively. Um he doesn't know how to turn off his his vibe. Yeah. So yeah everything yeah. he says it sounds like he's trying to wind you up and, and get you going. Um so even when he says stop, you might think, Oh, but he likes it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, when you yeah, see the white yeah. tail, that's, that's you stop. That's, okay, I got it. All right. I'm just gonna go with that because this whole conversation is weirded me out a little bit. And I'm sorry. I'm so, I, sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Because the only thing in my I, head I that there. I can think of is two mescent tail, and I just need to leave this conversation. You, you birthed this, Jeremy. <laughs> no, you birthed this. This, this Edgar thing is and now all you my must fault. reckon with this. This is horrible. Uh next up is Lucienne, who says, Good day, boys. I'm not far into the podcast in season six, but I just want to say how much I love it. You guys are the first podcast I've listened to, and you've set the bar very oh, high. Wow. I feel like I've made good mates, and that feeling was present even before I joined your Discord. Listening to Monster of the Week is akin to a catch-up with friends. Two very charming, witty, chaotic friends. Uh, yeah, thanks. We're really glad that you have Thank joined you. the podcast. Thank you. Well, well, well. Look who it is. I didn't know. You didn't know Maybe this was coming? show up. This one is from Dex. Hey there, hunks. Here we are, one last time, reflecting on a season of Supernatural, and this time it's the series as a whole. I feel like I come off on the finale a bit more positive than most people. Sure, it wasn't perfect. Sure, it had some uh, falling stuff that was missing. But given the circumstances and the high expectations, I don't feel like there was really any version of the finale that would have appeased the majority of people. That said, I really wish Jody and all of them were at Dean's funeral. Yeah, they should have been. Uh, that's my two cents on the finale. Yes, yes, I wish it was better. And yes, it made me cry a lot. Now for the wholesome part of this, reflecting on how much this podcast has done to help me through rough times over the last five years makes me so very happy and grateful to have experienced every episode. I remember I learned about the podcast while recording my Don't Give Up Skeleton episode with Jeremy, and I immediately stepped to it and never looked back. (laughs) Wow, that was a long time ago. Uh, In closing, thank you very much for the years of entertainment, and I look forward to whatever comes next. Love and regards. Thanks, Dex. Thank you, Dex. Uh, Very much appreciated. Uh, And finally, Chris. Finally. Finally. Um, it's Cass, a.k.a. Carl Mothman, a.k.a. Violet Matter. As someone who both expected and wanted the restructured heaven ending that we got in terms of the concept, if not its eventual execution, I found it pretty difficult to engage too deeply with a lot of fandom when the, about the final season of the TV show, even with people I used to discuss it with. Listening to you guys talk it through helped fill that void for me, and then joining your Discord server as, as a great road back to, into talking about season 15. The community that sprung up around you is such a welcome and fantastic bunch of people, and that's thanks to the atmosphere that you've built. Anyway, so sorry that I rambled so much here. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for Monster of the Week. I've loved listening to every minute, and whatever the new secret show is, I know it's going to be awesome. P.S. Placing my bet for the new show. You ready for this, Chris? All right. Slapstick Hoopty. K. 
Castiel's Corner. You've deliberately misspelled okay. Castiel and Corner to throw us off, but it's clearly going to be a weekly podcast from the perspective of Castiel's Lincoln Continental. Each episode covers whatever oh. is going on in and around the car at the same point in time as the corresponding episode of Supernatural, even though even through the first <laughs> 181 episodes that occur before the car was in Castiel's possession. I've connected yep. the dots and I figured it out. Yes, you okay. nailed it. You nailed it. Absolutely. If you know, we're not gonna. We said if somebody guessed it, we would just say it. So mm-hmm. might, uh, as there well you just, go. might as well just say it right there. Um, that's it. Ooh. We got through it, Chris. Two hours. I think my reading comprehension got like a little bit better. You, do, you were doing well. Yeah. You want to? I think I. I mean, we could do another one of these next week. I could get another twenty pages of feedback, well, um, and we could try to do it again. Sure. It's it ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's not. My voice is cracking. Yeah, you you seem this this seems to have wounded you in a really ho- a harsh I'm way. I'm a little horse. You're a little horse. horse. Go drink some tea after this, um, or maybe some uh, maybe some whiskey. Ooh, get some whiskey. Ooh, I've been doing a little bit too much of that lately, Jeremy. Get a little whiskey with a little orange slice. Oh, dude, the orange slices—they're perfect in the whiskey. Um, but wow, oh, that final final feedback episode. The final feedback episode. Um, thank you. To everyone, thank you that has written in. Um, this this feels like a final episode, even though there's going to be more episodes of Monster of the Week. Uh, but I just wanted to say a thank you to everybody that supported us from the the very beginning, all the way to the very end. Um, thank you for the people that like hyped up the podcast to begin with. Uh, thank you to all of the guests that have joined us along the way. Um, a huge huge thank you to uh the Discord community, all of our pocket friends for. A level of engagement and encouragement and wholesomeness that I never ever would have expected a podcast could produce. Um, it's been hugely gratifying and it's and it's yeah. overly emotional for me. Um, and I just never never could have imagined this is where any of it would lead. Um, and we've been saying this, but to meet so many wonderful people and um, to be told that we had an impact on impact on people's lives and um, to have all these people make an impact on our lives is um, it's it's really special. And I think that if we had known where this was going when we first started DMing jokes about doing a supernatural <laughs> podcast, um, I don't think we would have believed it. I really don't no, think that we would have believed it. And I, um, I think we would have taken care to have better sounding audio in season one if we had known Probably. that people would yeah. care someday. Step one. Um, but it's it's been an amazing journey, and it's going to keep going. But um, yeah, thank you. We love you. Thank you. I also wanted to. Um I guess shout out a couple of specific people. Um, uh, Over the years, we've had a lot of people help us. Um, Dylan, AKA Banshee beat has done music for us for the last like five years of themes. I think Um, maybe since season 10, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, So thank you. A huge thank you to, to, to Banshee beat for just hearing the words, you know, sad electro November rain and going, okay, cool. Gotcha. Got no problem. Um, it's just, you know, I think, I don't know how many podcasts come up with a new theme song for every season of whatever. So here's the thing, um, like uh, people, the, fa- people t- the fact that he just agreed to it, people talk about buffering because they do like a new song every episode. And here's the difference between us and buffering. Oh, wow. We do not have any musical talent. <laughs> so, that's that is very like, true. If I could play guitar and Chris could sing, then we would do that. Like we would absolutely do yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, we don't. And so instead, we we hire people like Dylan to to to, to make stuff for us. Um, over the years, Jake Lionheart, um, who you've heard many times on this podcast, he was a guest. Mm-hmm. He's we we play a lot of his music. He's 
you know, the dude that, you know, you could ask to do anything and he just crushes it every time. So I want to send a special shout out to him. Um, also just a handful of people in the community that have helped us in uh, enormous and invisible ways. Uh, Judy has, uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much help Judy has been in editing the theme videos. Uh, <laughs> like just literally like, like got on a zoom call with me one day and was like, I don't, I've never been taught final cut pro, but it can't be that much different. Like show me your desktop and like walking <laughs> me through stuff. Um, it spent so much, so much, so much, so much time, uh, reviewing the videos, helping them, making them better. Um, help has helped dramatically improve uh the lyrics of all the theme songs the ideas the construction just huge huge help um also katie who you heard on this podcast has been with us and has been a huge supporter of ours um and it's just is a very dear friend now right like she's just she's super cool she's saying on the one of the themes like can't say enough about her right um and then shout outs to niz also a guest on this podcast um who never hesitates to uh, answer my weird DMs about, uh, hey, do you think this? And it's just has always been from way, way early on, just a big supporter of the podcast and told people in person mm -hmm. at cons and, and things like that. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks to all of those people. Um, yeah. And also Autumn for, you know, sitting in the kitchen and working that I can hear her doing right now at 6 p.m. at night because she can't use her office because I'm in here recording Monster of the Week. Yeah, yeah. I've had many times where I'm like, sorry, Jess, I can't I can't talk right now. I'm recording Shout-outs to Jess, um, absolutely. So, you know, we, we couldn't have done it without the help of, of, of everybody who, who has supported us thus far. It's really easy to say that, but I was thinking the other day, like, oh, for this this new project, what do we what do we do that? And I, I don't even know how we, we could even get to where Monster of the Week is without all of the people who helped us get here. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's insane. And, and we're, we're incredibly grateful. And if I, and if I'm, I will feel bad if I um, f forgot a, a name. And if I did, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I b believe me, I am trying desperately to remember to make sure that I thanked everyone that I want to thank, um, but I'm sure I'm leaving people shout out. out. To, shout out to Eric for, for letting me make fun of him for so many years. Uh, yeah, um, shout out to... to <laughs> dude, does he, I mean, he, he wears jeans to beds. I don't know if I can give him a shout out on the podcast. He wears jeans to bed, like, which is troubling. Not, which is troubling, but if anybody else behavior. says anything mean to him, I'm going to get really mad. Mm -hmm. So, um, Anyway, no, thank you huge, all. Huge shout-outs to Heather <laughs> for going to a graveyard to record part of a video for us for Talks of Summer. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> always the best part. Always a surprise when I rewatch that video, and I'm like, oh, that's right. She did that. Um, yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts from you, Chris? Oh, well, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Last time I said, hey, if this is the last time you ever hear our voices, mm -hmm. Um, thanks, thanks for the ride, um, or for coming along for the ride. And, and now I'll say it again. If this is the last time you ever hear our voices, if you said, Hey, I've finished Monster of the Week, I'm done. I'm closing the book. Um, then, then we thank you and, um, yeah. see you around. Roger. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Did you go away? Where are you? I thought I thought you were done. I thought Roger Roger closed it out. It, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I thought you would laugh. <laughs> I was like, should I warm up one more? Should I warm up? Say, rip the bandaid off and just give him. A, I'm not <laughs> Just one last for good time's sake. One last big kick. Um.
One bass, big kick. I just probably scared my neighbors. Um, okay. I'm, f- I'm physically exhausted. Hello. Hey. Hail, traveler. Mm-hmm. Well met. Well met, indeed. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, are you um as good as as um putting in your headphones, putting on your headphones, plugging them in, and then walking away from your laptop? Okay, is that where you're at? Because that's where I'm at. Ooh, always a fun time. <laughs> always good. Oh, it's it's almost as if I had about thirty minutes to prepare and didn't. I um <laughs> I tried both, to give you the I, heads up. <laughs> You, oh, you, you gave me more than ample time. You okay. even prepared me yesterday. You said, hey, here's, here's probably the exact time. And you know what? Right on the button, here we are. Um, I finished work a half hour ago. And instead of uh, getting a quick snack, which is what I wanted to do, and then, and then setting up, uh, I just cleaned. And by cleaned, I mean I moved stuff around. Okay, And cool. then it was like, oh, I've created more of a mess. <laughs> this was the opposite <laughs> like, of I the just, problem. It was the opposite. Is I did the opposite of what I needed to do. Um, but we're good now. We're here. I'm only, I, I'm only one minute late, I think. So we're good. You're, you're fine. You're totally fine. Fine. Um, um, totally fine for the final episode of Monster of the Week. Last thing and I will ever record together. Last thing we're done. <laughs> After this, it's over with. It's all. I do. It does still feel like some people think that that's it. Yeah. Even though we keep saying it's not it. People are like, I'm sad to see you go. I'm like, well, I mean, I think you're just sad to see Supernatural go. It seems like we're not really the issue here, but. <laughs> I, um, I put this. So I, I sent you the voicemail thing that we're going to listen to uh, or that we're not going to mm-hmm. listen to live, but that we'll talk about. Um, and uh, I don't want to call anybody out specifically um, Dean Demonic, but <laughs> there was somebody that was like, I'm going to miss, like, I know you're doing other things, but I'm going to miss Monster of the Week, the Supernatural podcast. And I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I to- And I totally that's get it. Fine. Like, if you're if your main interest overlaps with something uh, with a podcast and you find a really great podcast for your main interest, like then I, I totally get it. I totally understand. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird for us. It's going to be weird for other people. I mean, I'm, it's going to be weird in a very exciting way for us. I'm already super excited about everything. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it'll be, I, it'll be good to take a break from supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. it'll be good to come back to it at some point and, and do more stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel, I feel positive about everything. And then the Winchesters will come out, and we'll have yeah. to we'll have to start making decisions about like what do what do we do if the Winchesters is like really fucking good? Then we fucking <laughs> like, we do if it, just, we, we just <laughs> here's what we do like against against all odds, it's just like phenomenal. <laughs> we we watch it as it comes out, and it's fucking amazing. And then once all mm-hmm. the episodes are out, we commit to doing a one week like one episode a week coverage. Mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. But we have all of the episodes; we can get ahead. We're not worried about. Like watching on a Thursday, recording on a Friday, or something like that. Like we we watch it, and if at the end we we enjoy it, we'll do a, like a full series on it, just like we normally would. But uh, I'm not. I don't want to start anything uh, while it's still airing. Like I feel like that's a bad move. Like I yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't want to get into the middle of something. Um, and I'd rather have seen it all, to be honest with you, when we talk about it. Like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd want to come in mm-hmm. and be like, hey, we're not going to specifically say talk about spoilers but like we sh- you should note that we all have that we, we have all of this context so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no, no no i um I'm, I'm just yes very excited very excited about the winchesters and and our new thing and our other side new thing um 
We can talk about that. Let's talk about that. Well, we will. The other side, our side piece. Yeah, we'll talk about that when when we're not in the outtakes. Actually, we'll talk about that in the main part. Good thinking. Good thinking. Um. Oh God, I just keep just keep getting work emails. We're um we're about to drop the final episode of Monster of the Week. Yeah, for now. So we should uh, on we should talk about Dark Souls. You yeah, I was gonna say the day before the day before Elden Ring comes out, yep. and if you think that we didn't plan that, then um, pretty great. <laughs> we wrapped it's it up. It's so funny how in in the Discord, obviously, it seems like out of everything that we talk about, Dark Souls is the thing that people always say. I don't know anything about Dark Souls, but I like listening to the outtakes or whatever. Um, and that's the one the one topic that's been consistent throughout the years is something we've always brought up and always talked about, and that we both really love. Um, but everybody is always just so like confused by it. And it's so funny that like the things that we're most passionate about <laughs> are the things that people care the least about. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, very funny to me that, um, number one, that we have just never stopped talking about it. Like we've just <laughs> never, never, even in the times, like we weren't really like enthusiastic about it. Like it was still on our minds to a degree. And then, um, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was really funny last night um trying to explain to somebody uh in the in the chat in the discord chat of like i've listened to you guys talk about this but i still don't understand what kind of game it is and i don't know why i don't know what possessed me like i should have just like sent them a trailer the trailer would probably explain Mm -hmm. everything but instead i was like well it's a third person stamina based action role-playing game and they were like that just (laughs) sounds like the sims and i'm like like my brain completely short-circuited i had no idea how to respond to that that's so funny so uh, i mean it's sort of i mean sims isn't exactly an action game but um i know i was i mean i was texting you about it because i was playing a little bit of dark souls to try and you know warm up for elden ring coming out soon and um it, you and I were talking about how like this we both adore that game I think it's fair to say it's probably our favorite right mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for you but um yeah it, I think that's our favorite game in the series and every time I get to the second half I go oh, uh, oh yeah uh, oh yeah I forgot, <laughs> I forgot all about big, this big chunk here that I don't really like yeah. um like getting getting to see um and I died a couple times in the crystal cave because there's the invisible pathways mm-hmm. and I had like incorrect muscle memory um to go and run somewhere and i kept going in the wrong direction and finally i was like wait a second why am i going this way so i died like three times three or four times which is annoying because the run from the bonfire to the crystal cave it's not like arduous or anything but it's like two minutes to like get from point a to point b and when you do that two minutes ten times that starts to get annoying oh yeah um went in fought seeth and i was like oh shit yeah i forgot he can curse you well now i gotta go get the item to get rid of my curse status and i thankfully i found that pretty quickly but i had to travel to uh, Firelink, and then I was like, "Oh shit, the bonfire's out here!" And of course, I could go down, but I have to talk to Framp to do that, and he, like, he freaks me out. So, you know, there's just there's so many things that were just building up. Finally, after about what was only about five minutes, I get back to um, the bonfire, get ready to run down to Seath again, uh, and then I die right at the very end of the boss fight, which no big deal, dying twice in a boss, no no big deal. But I was just like, you know what? I think if I have to make this run again, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> so I'm just gonna not play anymore. I'm just gonna not play and I'll wait till Elden Ring comes out. Yeah, when you when you sent me that, I was like, also, like, you could just not do it. <laughs> like there's yeah. no yeah. like I will I, like the Lord Soul bosses are some of the most like visually incredible bosses in that game and also some of the most like mm-hmm. miserable to fight. And uh, th- your reward for doing so is a, an extremely cool set piece fight against the last boss, which admittedly is extremely cool and great. Uh, but also mm. nah. <laughs> like yeah. maybe just don't do it like yeah. it's just it's yeah. not maybe it's not worth it oh. i've done it like 15 times i don't have to do it again <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's that was that's always my problem, which is I think the first time you play one of these games is probably the time you're going to get the most frustrated because um, you don't you maybe don't know where you, what you're doing, or if you're new to the series, you haven't quite learned how to play yet, um, and and finally learning the the skills that you need is incredibly satisfying. But that first run can always be a little bit frustrating. Um, now I find every time I replay a game and I think I know something, but I'm remembering it wrong, that's where the most frustration comes in. Um, where I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 I totally go this way. And then I'm like, wait, oh shit, I'm lost. Oh wait, I thought that I needed to use this technique on this boss. And now I've just like wasted a bunch of time realizing I was doing the wrong thing. You know, I always end up somehow doing that. Um, and I think it's cause I don't pay attention. It's all just muscle memory. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I was uh, I, I was thinking about trying to play a little bit of Dark Souls before Elden Ring comes out this Friday, and um, instead I've just continued to do something I don't ever do with Ali Ali, which is go back to the earlier levels and just fucking run my scores up. Uh, mm. They taught me how to manual between combos. Um, okay, cool. So like every trick you do adds a multiplier to your score, right? So. You know, if you ollie and you 180, that's times two on whatever the score that they give you. Um, and of course, you know, harder tricks to do have higher scores. Um, and you can chain all of those. So if you, you know, ollie, kickflip into a grind and then, you know, do a wall ride, like you're just, you know, times two, times three, times four, times five, it adds up. Um, and then, you know, obviously at some point in the level, you just land and there's nothing to like grind or, or ride. Um, and that was when you, that's when the manual comes in. Cause then you just manual mm. between those mm. parts. Uh, and for the, for you non-skateboarding people out there, that's like when you're, you're rolling forward with the top two wheels or the back two wheels kicked up, um, like in a very precarious position. Uh, yeah. but that allows you to link those, and, those set and your, pieces. your multiple, your, your multiplier goes nuts and your multiplier goes crazy. Cause you're linking mm-hmm. all of these different combo things. So like. I went from, on one level, went from like a 30,000 high point high score to like a 300,000 high point score. <laughs> um, and then I did a, a whole level, uh, it was my first time through, and one of the challenges was uh, do the whole level in one combo, and I was like, fuck it, I got this. Oh, shit. And uh, I put a video of that in the in the chat. Um, nobody cared. Just me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough in there. It's, I feel it's like, a we're, tough like it's a tough room. <laughs> we're in, in there. there. <laughs> Everybody joined to like come and hang out with the community, hang out with us and everything. And I but I always feel like we're we're trying desperately to get them to listen and they're like, Nope, so guys, not now. Not now. <laughs> I feel not like now. kids at the kids at the table while the adults are talking. <laughs> um but I did that and like scored a, a huge high score and was like fucking I, I was just so happy with myself and uh and yeah i've been you going were, back and doing all of the you were old feeling challenges. epic yeah uh you, you were feeling epic my goal was to finish that game because it's really it's relatively easy to finish a level like you can just finish mm. it and that just gives you access to the next one like you don't have to do challenges and stuff to really unlock a lot of things um but that now i'm realizing i have like two or three days and it's just not gonna happen like i'm not gonna after oh, yeah. the ring comes out i'm just not gonna play it so these uh um, rip ollie I tried real hard. I'm trying. I'm still trying hard to finish Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, I, you know, I talked about it last week. Just a whole, just a whole mess of, just a whole mess of cutscenes. Because you know, I'm at the end of the game. We're wrapping stuff up. We're seeing flashbacks, and I'm like, shit. I don't remember even what we're flashbacking to here. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this I'm is all new information through. for me. Um, it's all new information. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Uh, I'm almost there though. And so I got what like at the time of this recording, I got three days, two days. I got tonight and tomorrow night and a little bit of Thursday night and then and that's it. And that's, that's it. it. That's the it. Elden Ring forever. Um, we have like a lot to get through. So do you want to just uh, start yeah? Let's the do it. Let's do it. Because let's do it. 
Um, let's got, grind, dude. Let's let's, let's, do, let's manual through this. Let's, manual let's get this multiplayer this. going nuts. 